Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAB. We're going to start off like this because it is this nigga's motherfucking birthday. Let's get it. it hey. Happy birthday, my nigga. Nothing was done for me. So I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever, man. Never mind, never mind. Shutting shit down in the mall. And telling that girl she the one for me. And I ain't even planning to call. I want this shit forever, mind, never mind, never mind. Last name ever, first name greatest Like a sprained ankle, boy, ain't nothing to play with Started off local, but thanks to all the haters I know G4 pilots on a first name basis In your city faded off the brown Nino, she insists she got more class We know, swimming in the money, come and find me Nemo, if I was at the club, you know I'd Nemo, let's do it like this Yeah we in the championship. Nigga say he got a playlist? Who's down 3 1? Let's do it like this. Yeah. Philly. Champions in the United States. Your fellow Torian, let's go. Yeah. Tell me up, Cruz. Uh. Fuck that, let's do it like this. Let's Ain't this go. what they've been waiting for? Happy birthday, you ready? distinguished to God. Appreciate you. Uh, hey, Appreciate you. uh, we I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that to shine like this. In a matter of time, I spent on some locked up shit in the back of the paddy wagon, cuffs locked on wrist. See my dreams unfold. Nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game, and, and I, I said, Yeah, I do. If you want it, you gotta see it with a clear eye view. Got shorty, she try and bless me like I said, I chew. Like a nigga sneeze. Nigga, please for them trick squeeze. I'm getting cream. Never let them hoes get in between. No, what we started. Little nigga, but I'm lying hearted. They love me when I was stuck and they hate it when I departed. I gonna get it regardless. Draw like I'm an artist. I'm crawling, went straight to walking with foreigns in my garage. Yes. Foreign bitches, menage. Fucking sucking and, and swallowing anything for a dollar. They tell me get him. I, I got him. I did it without an hour. What? Nigga, I did shit. This shit 
deal with Mariah. Uh-huh. This nigga love nigga, I'm on fire. Icy as a hot drink, Philly nigga, I'm flyer. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was Leaf. Then I bought that new Ferrari, hey, the rest in peace. Hey, the rest in peace, rest in peace to the parking lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit in the parking spot. You ain't talking about my niggas, then what you talking about? Gangsta move in silence, nigga, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. Say a word was on my grind and now I got what I deserve. Fuck nigga. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought the ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was winning. Flexing on these niggas, I'm like Papa on this finish. We flexing on them like this. We flexing on them like this. Happy birthday, my nigga. My nigga had a whole fucking playlist. Yo, get had to start this off right. Say fucking B, man, (laughs) on the fucking ones and two, aka the fucking road. Fuck, yo, this guy, man. (laughs) Wait, that's next. You know I'm about to start DJing, man. That's next. Suave, suave, give me a job. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. I definitely appreciate that, man. Uh, 32 years young. I had to correct a lot of um people today. It was like, so how old? I said. Young, Thank you. <laughs> one, one, one person's like you older than me in my mind. I'm like, yeah, your face do look older than me. But Damn. I'm, like, I'm actually older than you. She's Damn. like, I'm only 23. I thought I thought she was 36. She looked she looked like she had a rough uh, face, rough like, everything, yeah, rough everything. Bad. I mean, yeah. the ass the ass is fat, but just every childhood all oh, was bad. Yeah, it was just bad. Um, what can I say, man? Uh, shout out to my parents um, for. Uh, you know, being present in my life. Uh, I told I told my father this a while back. Um, you know, a lot of my friends didn't grow up with their fathers physically there in the household. A lot of my friends did not, uh, never had opportunity to meet their father because they either passed um early when they were young or for whatever reason they just don't know what happened to their father. Some of my friends' fathers have been incarcerated since God knows when. They only get to see their father during visits. Um, and some of my friends actually know where their father is. They know who their father. They don't fuck with their pops. And, you know, a lot of my friends also just did not have that, you know, uh, family um, dynamic that I was you know, blessed to have. I was blessed to have a mom and dad in the house. A lot of my friends didn't get the opportunity to have that. So uh, with that being said, I know that has definitely uh, shaped and shifted my mentality in terms of the decisions I make as an adult mm-hmm. um, from when I was a kid up until this point. Um, you know, so if it wasn't for my parents being there active in the house, actively working through what they've you know been working through for all these you know 32 years of my life um i would not um be here today it's so interesting i'm literally half my mother's age mm. right? so it's it is it, for me this is like almost like a low-key coming of age situation I'm, I'm i'm at that point now where i kind of fully understand what it's gonna take to get to the level that they're at but 
and get there in a less toxic way. You know, amen uh, to that. Get there in a less abusive way, and I say that in in all the forms. Mm. Um, you know, what I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's real. Um, blessed to be in a very um, you know, transparent time in America where I have people like a XAB. You know, shout out to D Flow. He just tried to call me, say happy B day. You know, I have a lot of friends who are in the mental health field, the medical field, you know, the law entertainment field. So I have a lot of resources that I'm open to. And um, I'm blessed to just have an open mind. Um, I don't really have an all man moment. I mean, there's definitely a lot of shit to, you know, complain about. But, you know, one thing I will say is that um, I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be employed. I'm happy that I was still able to wake up and able to see and have all of my five senses. Um, I'm glad I was able to still be able to uh, have these running thoughts and be able to, you know, you know, speak right this second and and, and have Amen. my thoughts together, have them in a concise way. Um, I'm very grateful I was able to have a meal today. I'm very grateful I was able to go to a job, you know, whether everybody fucks with me or not. You know, I did feel value today. Um, they definitely spent some bread on me. More importantly. Um, my managers really do appreciate what I bring to um, the property. So I definitely appreciate that. If anybody else don't fuck with me, those motherfuckers fuck with me. You heard the rest of y'all. You know, I really don't give a fuck about like that. We ain't got to be cool. We just got to get the work done. Right. And uh, lastly, uh, before we jump into a powerhouse of a show, I definitely got to I definitely got to check myself because. I was about to fucking miss this episode and I just had to say, what the fuck am I doing? Like, mm. and it, it, I know it's my B-Day, but yo, the shit that we have to discuss, it can't wait till another day. It actually, shit, if it was up to me, we would have did this shit yesterday. But the moral of the story is this. We know how much you guys appreciate the podcast and what I'm not trying to do as I'm into, I'm 32, is... Uh, having uh, me having my my breaks, it has to be like crazy, crazy emergency or crazy, crazy something else is happening. I want to make sure that I'm more consistent with that. I know I've been taking uh, spotty breaks here and there, um, you know, doing a show or you know out of state. But I know you guys support the content. You guys love the content. You guys have been loving us since you know inception, um, individually, collectively, and, and you know, and we have been doing nothing but growing. Yeah, right, right. That's all we've been doing. Been having you know the 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 best. You know, somebody wrote today on my page, great content. Thank you for this. You know, the the, the, the snippet that you cut last night. Somebody wrote on my shit uh, just now. Wow, why did this shit slap me in the face so hard? <laughs> I needed I needed to hear this one this one minute clip just slapped the life out of me. I said, damn. Son. Wow, yo, l- listen, doing a service, man. We here for y'all. And you know, I mean, I'm in the service industry. You know, my my, my regular nine to five. I'm 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 in a service industry. You know, XAB's not. He's in a service industry. At the end of the day, all of us are human beings. We're here to serve. Today, I wanted to give so much to people today that I realized that money really is a fucking social construct, bro. Like today, I got more gifts, quote unquote, that were like gems that felt like you know money from people telling me what the secret was to continue to grow as an adult, older people at the property, you know, that have been together for like 51 years, you know, people telling me you don't look your age. So whatever you're doing, try not to stress. And if you can smile more, smile more. Mm. And I was just like, 
I know I'll be smiling a lot, but they like, no, smile, smile more. You know, that can do something for your heart. And I was just like, wow. So I'm just taking those gems from what I learned today. I want to take that into 32. Today, I walked into a store about to, you know, you know, get the lunch that, you know, my, my, my job was buying for me. And a man was outside and he was like, you know, I gave him a $5 bill and I just walked away. He was like, you the greatest, man. And I was like, you the greatest. I was like, actually, you still are the greatest mm-hmm. because I see you. You're not invisible to me. And then he just stood there silent. And he just gave me a thumbs up. And I think it's important that we do that from time to time. You know, we got to stop looking at people for what their circumstances are and just look at people and just be oh, honest. Shit, we potting today. Like, if we don't, quote unquote, have it to give. You know, don't feel upset or bad or or, or um, don't be mad or upset because they asking you for money. You know, be, quote unquote, upset because you are mad about something that has nothing to do with them, because whatever is happening with them. Yes, you don't have to help. But if you can help still don't even get mad if they asking you shit, they asking you because they asking you. And if you got it to give, yo, just give it. And if you don't, you don't. But it's unnecessary energy to be upset if, quote unquote, people that you think are dirty or people that you think haven't showered yo maybe they wanted to shower and they couldn't shower you know so i just try to thinking about things differently i saw a man today walking with no fucking shoes on and i just walked up to him i said hey i got to exercise to people would you want it and he just stopped and was like thank you so much god bless and i just kept moving like so i was just trying to do a lot of positive things because that's what i really like to do but i felt like i needed to do more today because it was my birthday i wanted to use the quote-unquote birthday energy i have and i just wanted to give it back to the universe so hopefully i was able to be a blessing to somebody today if not i'm gonna do better tomorrow i promise uh it's gonna come back tenfold that's that's all that is but let's call d flow see if he could get him on the phone since he uh he called i'm sure it's for a birthday wish yo yo we on the podcast so i saw you called i wasn't sure if you was calling to give d a birthday wish but uh had to call you back exactly that's exactly what i was trying to do i was trying to shout out this guy for his b-day Yes, uh, sir. Appreciate you, my guy. D Flow. You already know. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is a, a super producer, uh, Emmy nominated. Don't ever get it fucking twisted. D Flow fucking productions. D Flow, talk to the people, let them know how you've been living these past few months. Cause I know audience members have definitely been missing you. What's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? It's your boy D Flow, as as distinguished just said. Um, all is well, man. Just been chilling, just putting in the work as always. Can't complain beyond that. Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, man. What you been, uh, you been up to today? <laughs> Since we got you here, what you been up to today? <laughs> um, ain't shit, man. <laughs> and they were pretty much working, man. That's pretty much it for the day. I was pretty much chilling and we had a song to work on and that was pretty much it. And it was a pretty light day. Yo, I came so, up with a dope concept for uh, that treatment that we got to talk about, but um, yeah, we're going to talk bro, about that offline. Offline, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to hear what that's looking like, bro. Yeah, it's better than that's the last one. I'll tell you that much. It, it, this, <laughs> this, this might go somewhere, man. Uh, I was like, it hit me like a, a sack of bricks over the weekend. And I was like, oh my gosh, we do this. It's different from the original concept. It's still as impactful. I think way more powerful. So we're going to talk about it. But um, I gotta give yeah. this nigga his birthday wishes. So uh, we gonna holler at you, Flo. Yeah, already know. Yo, D, happy birthday, bro. I hope you're enjoying the day so far. Uh, yeah, and we bro. We touch base after this. All right, bro. Blessings. All right, yo. Bless up. 
All right, man. So before we get into the show officially, I just wanted to say um, two years ago when you stepped into 30, I said three things to you. I said, one, when you become 30, everybody gets a superpower. Um, What that superpower is, is going to be different for every single person. It's going to be determinant of what you are either already excelling in in life or what you are lacking in. And when you tap into it, you're going to be the one to know. Nobody else is going to know. However, there's going to be exponential growth in that particular area. Now, two years later, I hope that what I said to you has rung true and you have found that special ability of yours that has allowed you to see the world differently and allowed you to take in knowledge, experience, and wisdom in a light that is propelling you to the places that you want to go. That's one. The second thing that I said to you was that it's not going to get any easier. You need. You were in a rush to, to close the chapter of 20, and I said, listen, if you haven't resolved what was going on in your 20s, In your 30s, it's only going to amplify. So what I need for you to do is truly 100% realize that it's not going to get any easier. If you having struggles in your 20s, they're going to get amplified in your 30s. And I said number three, the reason why is because you have way more expectations as a man that is 30 and up, right? When it comes to relationships, when we were younger, it was enough to be fly. It was enough to be in the music industry. It was enough to have a little bit of of some game in, in how we spoke and how we walked, how we talked, all that, right? In your 30s, none of that shit matters, right? It's show and prove. What can you bring to the table what are the expectations in dating? That's in, in 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 romance. That's in the workplace. That's in life in general. We have more responsibility now. We have responsibility to those who are coming up underneath us. We have responsibility to the ones that we are seeking to love in a, in a heightened way, whether it's the responsibilities that we're throwing on ourselves or the responsibilities that society is saying that we need to be mindful of and we need to be on top of, quote-unquote. The moral of the story is it only gets elevated in your 30s. The expectations only get higher, and if you didn't do what you needed to do in the 20s, it's going to follow you into the thir- in your 30s. And as you're speaking today, I can tell that that rang true, and you took that in as much as possible because I know that life ain't easy for you right now. I know that there's been struggles this year. I know that there's been struggles the year before. I know there were struggles in 30. But what you what I need you to understand and I want you to to take into 32 is that what you are and who you are as an individual just putting blessings out, those blessings will always come back. I just said it to you, but that is the reality. It may not happen in the ways that we all envision for ourselves, but it may. And in order for that to happen, the one thing that I need you to do for 22, 
this is the one thing that I feel like you didn't follow through on, and I'm going to need you to do it for this year. All that energy that you have, that you give out to the world, and I'm not talking about the homeless people. I'm not talking about the people that actually need you. All that energy that you give to the people that do not deserve that energy, I need you to put that into you. I need you to put that into what you want to accomplish this year. And I need you to hear this clearly. I need you to put that into what you want to accomplish. I need you to put that into the people that matter. I need you to put that into the people that need you and appreciate you. And I need you to stop putting that energy into all of these randoms. That's a lesson that I learned two years after the year that you're, well, not, I'm not, it hasn't been two years, a year after where you are now, right? right? You don't need to learn that lesson later than me or at the same time as me. You need to, my job as the elder to you is to make sure that you don't make the mistakes that I made in the same fashion. So it took me a longer time than necessary to realize that all of my energy could not be pulled in so many different directions and I'd still be able to cater to myself and the people that need me and the people that love me. If I'm putting my energy into the people that don't matter, I'm too tired to cater to the people that do. And so you need to learn that lesson now. That's what 32 needs to be for you. Take that energy back. Do not be selfish. Do not be egotistical. But take that energy and focus on you. You got shit you want to accomplish. You got goals that you want to get and achieve. You can't do that if you're giving all your energy to to niggas that don't deserve it. People that can't cater to it back, can't reciprocate it, can't appreciate it. If they can't do that, bro, you cannot give your energy to those people. So for 32, for your birthday, happy birthday, my nigga, but... That's what I need you to do. I give you something every year to maybe work on or focus on. I think this is the one. So, again, happy birthday. Appreciate you, bro. Let's get it popping. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the show. That's a fact. So, we're going to do it. First of all, let's let's get that applause in there, man. Ah, man. Some of y'all going to like how we about to start. Some of y'all ain't. But um, I feel like it's necessary to do it this way. I feel like we would be doing this man a disservice if we didn't. And especially, if we... Especially us, because we speaking, you know, a, a man's opinion. You know what I mean? Not necessarily we agree with every fucking thing he said, but he he definitely meant a lot to men in that space who probably deep down inside felt the same way. But knew they didn't have the quote unquote boss to say what he said. Let's do it like this. Hey, this. I take no particular pride or pleasure in doing shows like this because I know it triggers certain certain black women. I know they do. I know some of them get pissed. I've heard women are on YouTube saying things that they don't watch the show end to end. And I'm not going to and, and that's not going to change anything because there are far more women and far women who are listening. And who are the who are the recipients, the women who listen in to in and are saying, well, you've changed my life. You've helped me look at this way or that way. Those women are benefiting and guarantee when those, those women come into contact with men doing something, they all benefit. 
we're better off working with each other, trying to understand one another. You know, none of us are perfect. Certainly not me. I ain't shit. I got a lot of problems. It's like anybody else. We all got issues. But just like ISQ. It's interesting. Yes, I want to see black men and black women together, but I want to see black women valuing black men as black men deserve to be valued. Black men, you are worthy. You have done great things in the last 20 or 30 years. You've taken your image back from cops, deadbeat dads and everything else. You've stepped up to the challenge and this is your time. This is your time. The gender war is over. Average at best happened in 2021. That is over. 2022, we're going into it. Self-awareness is sexy. Men are going to show the work and women are going to show their work. We're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. And if you want to move forward together with us, men are there waiting for you. Men are there working for you. But you're going to earn your spot because he has to earn his value. Yeah, bro, you were saying? I was saying it's interesting because... We really about the podcast. I feel like these past few weeks, I've literally become the THC that I fucking took. Mm. Like, I literally feel like the way my level of thinking is, I, I, it's like I could never go back. Even with the jokes. I mean, the jokes are still there, but I feel like I'm a bit more subtle with it or it's a bit more, uh, it's a bit more sophisticated, I would say. You know, even, even when we say in the quote unquote dumbest thing that sounds funny it's actually not a joke that's why you laughing because you can't believe we just said that it's like damn i'm laughing now fuck that shit was dark um this speech by kevin samuels sounds like the last fucking speech mlk uh said before he got shot mm. it's like you get to that point where it's like it's not about um quote-unquote deflecting from what we know is obvious. It's about working on that and building each other up. And he said, he know he ain't shit. Nigga, I ain't shit. But that don't mean I'm going to stop working on what I need to work on to be better. Mm. And the overall message that we should all be taking from Kevin Samuels, whether you like this man or not, I didn't, I didn't watch all of his videos. I was introduced to Kevin Samuels by one of my great friends, Philly. Shout out to my man, Phil Rich. And Philly had been watching Kevin Samuels since 2017. 2017 was a year after XAB and I started even doing a fucking podcast. I didn't even know what that man was out for that long. But you know what I did learn? I did learn that he just, quote unquote, wasn't, quote unquote, killing women online. He was coming at men, too. He was actually coming at men, I feel like, a bit harder in the beginning. I feel like it's up until recent, maybe within the last two years or so, he started really going in on women. It was, but it was the same energy. And one thing I feel like you got to respect about somebody like him, you got to respect that he actually even gave a fuck to not only tell you about yourself, but he heard what you had to say to him. You know, a lot of his fan base are women. If y'all really want to get it, a lot of women actually support this man. So before you say he tears down black women and he don't care about black women, he had a black mother. Who's grieving right now for her son He had a daughter Who's grieving right now for her father These are the things that I really want y'all to think about I'm, I'm speaking to the black audience Of the dad has some bow ties universe I actually like that We gotta do something So what I'm saying is this It's important That if you're gonna talk about somebody's life And what you didn't like Talk about what you did like too 
instead of making it seem like this guy was quote unquote the villain the entire time. Maybe he dipped and dabbled and played on the seesaw with being both the 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 the, the villain and also the protagonist. But you got to ask yourself which fucking protagonist is actually really a protagonist. Like in virtue, in theory, Goku has some shit that was a little weird with him. Vegeta has some shit that was a little weird with him. Even the people that they were going against when they were trying to save planet Earth had some shit that you could take away and be like, yo, this person actually could be good. And if somebody, quote unquote, could be good, that means they can be good. And if they don't want to be good, that doesn't mean that they're all necessarily bad. They're they're making a choice. And I feel like with the untimely death with Kevin Samuels, what we all should be taken away from whether or not we're going to become high-valued men or high-valued women or whatever the fuck that may mean to us now that he's no longer um, here serving, serving as a mouthpiece, we need to appreciate that somebody actually, actually had the guts to go on his platform, get killed on social media, wake up the fucking next day, and get killed again. And do it all over. And still give y'all great content. Hate it or love it. The underdog's on top. Yeah, man. Um, as you said, the villain is not always the villain. Sometimes the villain is misunderstood. Mm. And I think with Kevin Samuels, as I'm going to reiterate what you said. Not that I agree with all of the content that he put out there. Most certainly not. But to see people celebrate insane a man's death based off of his opinion it's not like he was out here killing babies killing raping women women, doing all types of wild shit he just put out an opinion an opinion that at times was archaic Mm -hmm. an opinion that at times could have been damaging an opinion that at times could have been hurtful 100 percent can't take away none of that but it was an opinion And we choose whether or not we want to listen to said opinion. Anytime you saw Kevin Samuels pop up on your newsfeed, you had the choice to click on that sound button or keep scrolling. And many of you decided to click on that sound button. And my issue with that is Kevin Samuels is nothing but a reflection of us as a society today. What do I mean by that? Mm, Dig deeper. Kevin Samuels exists because y'all created a Kevin Samuels. Y'all love. If, <laughs> oh, if you get the message from someone who's talking softly, who's trying to be soft about their delivery, y'all don't listen to that message. Nope. You know what message you do listen to? The nigga that's screaming. The nigga that's talking about getting money. The nigga that is going to tell you in the harshest way possible what the reality is. Some of y'all are sixes mentally. Wow. Some of y'all are average at best mentally. Gotta say it one more time. Just, just say about the, the whole sentence. Average at best mentally. And you said what about sixes? Morally. I'm sorry. Forget about oh, the mental. Shit. Some of y'all are average at best morally. Wow. I mean, y'all showing it was celebrating a nigga's death off of his opinion. Shallow that is wild to that's- me. That's... We're talking about, nigga, if Petty had a fucking mood, 
Nigga, that's a, that is a mood of petty. There are <laughs> there are rappers out right now that I think are destroying the rap game. That are destroying communities with with, with lyrics. There are oh my God. particular political pundits and or what I'd like to call agents mm-hmm. that I think are destroying the community. It's trying to take away whole women's fucking literally uh, procreation status. What? There are a lot of people out here doing irreparable damage. And maybe Kevin Samuels, to a small degree, was part of that problem. I'm not going to take away none of his Uh negative shit. He didn't have some things out there that I think on this show we've said, yo, he's wilding. We definitely did. We we highlighted the the wild shit for sure. Like, damn, I don't think that was the right thing to say. Right. (laughs) I'm not fucking with that. Right. We, We can't do it. But at the same time, as the good brother distinguished said, there was a message there. A message that we can't continue to ignore. It was a running message throughout his whole full year. He honestly, bro, he wanted all of us. And he still, I would like to believe in his death. He wants us to be fucking great, bro. Like he really wants us to be great. Dead ass. He said he wants to bring the black community together. He said this off camera to a couple of other podcasters. He said, yo, I want my overall goal is to bring the black community together. In order for me to do that, I need to bring the black woman and the black man together. In order for me to do that, I need the black woman to hear the black man and I need the black man to hear the black woman. So if y'all not going to listen to this nigga, if y'all not going to listen to that. Then you gonna listen to us? You, oh boy, and 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 by no means, shape, or form are we his replacements. Oh no, we're not doing that. <laughs> However, we're not doing that. What we will be though, we're gonna serve as a medium of filtering through those other deeper intricacies that maybe Kevin was harsh about, or maybe he was not as um stern about. We're gonna talk about that in a way that's obviously not gonna bring down the black woman or bring down a black man but at the same time if we're gonna uplift we have to be honest about where you are and where you're trying to be at because you can't say that you want to do better but you're still not acting in a way of betterness you 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 can't say that you want to be in this position in a few years in your field but yet you are still not doing the things you need to do at work to even get to that level to be recognized to be in that field. So we're going to serve as a as that type of medium and as that backbone because we will always hold you accountable no matter what, you know, whether it was Kevin Samuels or whether it was fucking somebody else that was like a Kevin Samuels because y'all know how the fuck we give it up on this podcast. No, nah, we're going to give it up right now. I want to talk to the black men. Oh, shit. Damn. We're going to start off with the black men. Whether... You have intentionally or unintentionally hurt a black woman. Mm. We have all been there and we need to take accountability for it. Mm. If you intentionally did it, you need to seek healing and therapy. You need to heal yourself, King. You need to leave black women alone. Or, you know, right you need side. to you need to look inward and you need to find healing. You need to get to a space where if that is your intentionality, if you are actively going out there hurting black women hurting women in general, then you need to sit your ass down and figure it out, right? That's where we need to start. Black men need to hold black men accountable. 
Fuck that. The community needs to hold the community accountable. But we're going to get to that. So, black men, if you are out here intentionally calling women bitches because she don't want to take your number on the street, you sitting there in your bummy-ass drawers and your, your pants sagging with a do-rag on your, your head talking to a working woman that is going to a job while you on the corner talking about, hey, yo, ma, let me talk to you, and she says I'm good, and now she's a bum-ass bitch, you need to go fix that. Go fix that. If you feel like you could put hands on a black woman simply because you are stronger, simply because you had a bad day at work, simply because some other niggas that you afraid to put your hands on clowned your ass, you need to go fix that. Otherwise, as black men, we need to start saying we're going to fix it for you. Yo, I was about to say that there's a few niggas that will fix it for you. Trust me. And I ain't talking about no quote unquote Shit that we gonna violate you Like if we was like in the yard I mean that, that shit happens too But really and truly There's a few niggas that'll make sure You're not even in the position to do that no more So be careful And again we're not advocating violence But at some point At some point Some act right might be Some <laughs> act right actually might have to be the cure To curb some of y'all nuances You might need some act right Cause y'all on some bullshit And I think it's also about time for the brothers Who also know to just veggie back on what the good brother XAB was saying. There are brothers right now that are listening to this podcast. You know your man's is on some fuck shit. Let's go. And you know that you can speak to him. But Talk you refuse to, to because you say it's not your business. It is your business. You want to know why? Because that, quote unquote, is your man's. And if that's really your man's, you're going to talk to him in a way that he needs to be spoken to. You're not going to baby. You're not going to sugarcoat. You're not going to put a blanket over it. No, you're going to let him know, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. The first two times you did that, I was like, all right, maybe all right. he's going through whatever. The, the third time, I actually wanted to slap the shit out of you. But because I love you, I'm not going to do that. What I will tell yeah. you is the next time you do some shit like that, I actually might have to fuck you up. Because I don't think you're getting it. First of all, you can't do that to a black woman. And for y'all that know your man's is wilding on his baby mom, whether it's abusive or... And you're not doing nothing. And you're not doing nothing, or you're not even trying to, like, maybe step in to kind of, like, give them resources and help. You, my friend, are part of the problem. Yeah, so let's fix it. Let's the, start Let's yeah. start there. Got to draw the line in the sand. For the niggas that are unintentionally hurting black women, uh -huh. that's okay. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes a mistake is not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes. But the point is... Take some accountability. If a black woman is telling you you are not making her feel good, then unfortunately, you may not be doing your job. And it's okay to account for that. It is okay to say, yo, you know what? I fucked up there. What can I do to make it better? We're all growing. We're all processing things. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So black man, if you are unintentionally hurting the black woman, just find a way to correct the problem. Because maybe you didn't mean it, right? If you if you are unintentionally doing, you didn't mean it. So we can find a way to like, all right, yo, my bad. I ain't mean to do that. Let me figure out how it is that I can rectify this problem. If it's cheating, right? You know how to keep your dick in your pants. You do. You do. And if that's hurting your baby moms, if that's hurting your girlfriend, if that's hurting your wife, then you could pull it back, right? If you're talking in a way that maybe is causing conflict and conversations to escalate, maybe reel it back. It's, it's not on purpose. It's unintentional. But at some point, we have to be held accountable. We can't keep doing it. To my black women, 
y'all have to start listening to y'all man. Like, when we say we need peace from the world, that ain't a lie. <laughs> that ain't a lie. When we need sanctuary, I promise you, as much as we tell y'all we want sanctuary and we want to provide it for you, we need it back. That's mm, it. Right. We want, I'm, I promise you, nine out of ten dudes want to provide you with sanctuary. Nine out of ten dudes want to make you feel like you are in bliss, you are in paradise. Nine out of ten. I promise you that is the goal of most men. But in order for us to do it, we need y'all to be able to accept that, which brings me to my next point. Black women, we need you to come healed. Oh, shit. Black men, we already know. We told y'all, do the work. But black women, we need you to come healed. I don't want to hear about your baggage Yikes. from the last relationship. I don't want to hear about what this nigga here did. I don't want to hear about, well, this is why I do this because I understand it. There's fuck niggas out here. There's fuck women out here, too. And if I'm going to come to the table healed, then I need you to come to the table healed. That's the only way I can love you properly. I can't love you and fix you at the same time. You either my partner or a project. Which one? Yo! Came to pod today, oh, bro. This, this, this Cutting this clip going to be insane. Insane. You are either wow. my partner or a project. Which one do you want to be? Wow. Because we know what happens at the end of a project. When we complete the project, it's over. <laughs> Whether it's you that tells me it's over Yo. or it's me that says it's over. Wow. When we complete the project, wow. the project is done. If wow. you my partner, you my partner for life. Oh, shit. So if you're going to come to me, you got to come healed. Oh, now I understand for some women It's war When you step outside For other women It's war when you step inside For other women It's war when you wake up And you open your eyes I get it So telling you to come healed is not An easy thing You might be like XAB fuck you for that I get it I understand There's gonna be a lot of that after this I get it I understand there's niggas out here that make your life miserable from the moment you wake up. Right. And then you have miserable kids. From the moment you go to sleep. We not we want to step into it? We got to. We got family members that are raping young women. Damn, all right. <laughs> we going to step into it, right? All right, bro. I didn't know it was We going to step into it, right? So I want to step out of it. We got the family that's protecting those niggas. Yo. Yo, I know somebody right now. I'm Come like, on, I'm like, how? Come on. Wait, then he didn't go. He didn't go to jail that night. Oh, and then man. we asking these same same women to love men after men have done this type of shit in the fam of all things too in the family. After the first lesson that they learn as a young woman is how to not trust men, but then we tell them. You got to love on a man. He's here to provide and protect for you. You ain't learned that. 
You learn that this nigga's here to take your innocence. Right. So as a community now. But that's still your uncle. That's your uncle now. So you gotta you got you gotta still respect him. You gotta respect him. We're not sending him to jail. What the fuck? That's my brother. Yo. My brother not going to jail. He's the only one with a job right now. What the fuck? Nah, we're not doing that. As a community, we need to start protecting our black women so that they can heal and they can love us properly. There's also what I what I was told the other day, bro. Bro, there's a lot of black women that hate their daughters. That's a whole nother topic. We need black women to talk on that. That's right. a whole nother topic. I, I, like, I can't wow. even step into that, but like fuck. I will say Nah, well, basically it was again to protect the black man that they're with. I'm like, whoa. Well, that's a fact. <laughs> That's a dope. That's insane. And and that is That's wild. That's why I spoke to the men first because part of it is the damage that the black men are doing is the pillar of some of the conflict between black men and women, right? right? And if we don't address that first, we can't address anything else. What I will say is this though. Black man to black woman and matter of fact, I'm sorry. Let me put that to the side. Black man to black man. Oh. If these other cultures, if these other ethnicities, oh boy. If these other races, here we go. Want to disrespect their women? Mm. Let them have at it. If they want to create societies and narratives that place their women as second class citizens. Mm. They want to take away their rights. Mm. Let them have at it, have at it. As black men, we cannot do that to the black woman. We cannot do that to the person who is the symbol of life. We cannot do that to the person who is the symbol of love. We cannot do that to the person who is the symbol of nurturing. If they want to do that, go ahead. The black woman is literally the one that has birthed us all. We have to think about that. We have to think about why we are, as a culture, pushed to denigrate that being. Think about that. So as black men, we really have to start stepping forward. That don't mean that every black woman is going to be ready for this type of energy, this love energy. It's so weird. Black men really want to control something that they came out of. Mm. <laughs> I, I like I just thought about that. Like, I felt like I just took a whiff of the TAC again. Like, yo, like we we want to control something that we actually came out of that process. And it's so interesting a lot of black men will rush a lot of black women. But black women couldn't rush nine, eight months. Mm. I mean, like, they couldn't, like, that shit was a process. And I almost feel like sometimes, you know, just going back to Kevin Samuels, y'all want to become successful. You want to be this person. But do y'all trust the process? Mm. Like, like, are y'all really invested in doing the work? You know, shout out to uh, Phonetic Wisdom. I was talking to her the other day, and Phonetic was like, you know how much shadow work I got to do? 
Mm. And I'll be thinking to myself, like, yeah, like, I, I think about, I don't know how much because I don't know how much people are going inward to do that fucking shadow work that I'm talking about. For those who don't really know, I'm talking about really doing that inner working piece work to make sure that your mental is good, but you're also taking time out to do things to put you in a better state of mind so that you can be a better person overall so that you can become a better person in fucking society if you're going to interact with society. You know, a lot of us are not taking the time out to learn about ourselves and a lot of us will never ever get to those levels and conquer those feats that we set for ourselves because we're not taking the time to do the inner work. We're not taking time to do the shadow work. And more importantly, we're not taking the time to know ourselves. It's a process. I'm going to leave off like this. Who is this guy? Because at first when I seen your show, um, I, I can't lie. I was just, I was shocked at your delivery. I was just like, why is he speaking? Yeah, happening here. Exactly. Why is he speaking? Speaking, but yeah, no, I said, Who is this guy? Because at first, when I seen your show, um, I, I can't lie, I was just I was shocked at your delivery. I was just like, Why is he speaking so many facts? But I, I just couldn't get how you were saying it until I started to see myself and a lot of the women, and I was like, Do I sound that bad? Like, I see my old self, my current self, and potentially my future self, and that's what really opened my eyes. About I'm sorry about my daughter, she's you know, um, but it just opened my eyes about the woman that I want to be. And, you know, you just, you helped me realize so many things about my life that I was playing the victim on and I didn't see it that way. I always blame the guy that I was with or I blame my dad or I blame something, everything on everybody else. And I just didn't see that I was, you know, projecting my life onto everybody, everything around me. And you have played such a big part, like in this amount of time, I'm just like, I wish I would have found you years ago when you were talking to men. Like, I'm just grateful that you're talking to women, black women. Um, you want to really quickly say thank you so much. I started watching you uh, July last year in the middle of COVID. And uh oh, you're a long time yes. ride. <laughs> um, and last year I was I was in a dark. I want place. shit with a dip though. Overweight, depressed, lonely. Not sure what got me in the situation that I was. I didn't know what actions to take. I just felt stuck. And then YouTube recommended you, and I started watching. And at first, I was <clears throat> resistant. At first, I was resistant. You know, I was fighting it. I was like, you know, what is he talking about? But I knew there was something there, and so I kept watching. And in the last year, I have lost. 40 pounds, listen to you, I have got therapy, I moved to a new city, I, I wear dresses on, on Fridays and the weekends, I have a dress on now, I don't do the wigs anymore, I don't do the nails anymore, I don't do the lashes mm. anymore, um, just you you really, really, you, you, you hit the bullseye, and I so much want to thank you for that. And I, I At the end of the day, the man was doing some good work. Wow. Somebody shout out to a lot of those women. Did somebody take the time to put that together or, or was that something that he put together before he passed? I'm not too sure. That is I mean, shit, I, I would love to see more of that because the way that the narrative is being spun is as if he was literally just degrading and calling women black women ugly and shit like that. And it's like, damn, like, yo, the, the pictures people paint when they're bitter. 
good God Almighty. The not, pictures y'all paint when you're bitter. I mean, we spoke about it last week, but I think it's a good time to reiterate this conversation. One, some of that picture about, about Kevin Samuels is his fault. I know for a fact, and we spoke about this before, there are certain people that pay the blogs to post clips in a certain type of way that they know is going to get a reaction. Mm. I know Kevin was doing that for his brand. Mm. Beyond that, though, we also have the blogs that like to create narratives. Oh, hell yeah. Because they know that it's working. So More followers, more engagement. More, more engagement, comments. conversations, arguments. <laughs> arguments mean more comments. Because if I'm mad, I got to come back and I got to reply to you 16 times till I get my my point across. Even though you might be a shadow user, you might not even be a real a real page. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) How we go from shadow work to shadow user? Yo, y'all getting premium content. We ain't even dropped the fucking Patreon shit yet. Oh, my God. Now, Patreon is going to be another level because we're going to talk about personal stuff on there. But um, wow. Yeah, R.I.P. to Kevin Samuels. At the end of the day, no, I did not agree with everything he said. At the end of the day, no, I was not a Kevin Samuels fan. But I think that there was an important conversation that he started. And I think that as a black community, we need to continue it. Outside um, outside of his death. Right. Do you think that this hurt media in a way? Or is it like more polarizing? Like, uh, it hurt? Like, net, like, now we see what it hurt, but... We don't even know what it really hurt yet. I think that there is a void. I think he fit a space. Mm -hmm. He had an audience. He had 1.2 million followers. So he had an audience. Right. That's a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. That's that's listening to you too. Like they're following you. So I feel like within that void, you have goofies, right? Like the niggas uh, on Fresh and Fit didn't even mean to to really say their name. I don't want to give them no clout. But you got goofies like that who potentially was saying a message that was similar or could be deemed similar mm-hmm. although it's not it's not the same message at all right 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 um that could potentially now try and fill that void or you're going to have someone who wants to try and fill that void and inorganically start calling women out their names and doing all types of dumb shit so i think in that capacity yeah the space is probably going to be hurt um but in the other capacity maybe it, it is a void now where people who are more pleasant to the ear can start to have these conversations. Maybe now it's like, all right, we heard the harsh side of it and we don't need that. Obviously to some extent that's not helpful. So now we're ready to listen to the softer mind and the softer approach. Right. It's like the transition from Trump to Biden. So we'll see what happens in that space. From Trump to Biden, man, y'all getting premium content again. R.I.P. Uh, Kevin Samuels. Um, I was, I was, I was actually very shocked. Um, I don't know if I was hurt, but I do know that I felt something. I'm still trying to figure out what that was. I don't know if that was this man was saying certain things in terms of like men getting their shit together type shit that kind of motivated motivated me in a way that wanted to do that or, excuse me, wanted to move in a space where it was like I'm, you know, elevating or advancing. You know, I'm always talking about elevation, but I just feel like his demeanor, his energy, his approach, his his candors, it was something different about it that 
was not like what other men are saying. You know, like I, I watched the Stephen Speaks, uh, Stephen Speaks. You know, I, I, might, I might watch the Les Browns, you know, may even listen to Will Smith. You know, I listened to these other men, but it was something about Kevin Samuels that these other men did not possess. There was something else that was there. I remember watching a clip and feeling like, yo, maybe if I had other men pushing in the way that he was in terms of like, yo, as a man, you got to go get up and get it. Like That's how he was talking. And I'm not saying that that's always the right message, right? Because right? it's not. We know how the society is. We We preach about how much pressure that puts on men all the time. Right. So I'm not saying that that's always the right message. And again, that's part of that archaic mindset that comes from a man who's 56 years old um, and comes from a different time. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, it was somewhat motivating. And I think that sometimes that's the difference in the conversation. Sometimes niggas get talked at a certain type of way and it's like, yo, you right. Say less. I'm going to go prove you wrong. But you can't talk like that to other people and expect for it to be, you know, manifested and taken in the appropriate way. So, right. you know, some men are going to listen to that and be like, say less. I'm going to go work harder. I'm going to prove you wrong because you, you wilding, you playing in my face. And then you got other people that might be like, yo, you really, yo, you talking to me like you want to fight. Mm. Like this is fighting words. This is defensive shit. So, again, RIP to that man. And we about to hit y'all. With that new Kung Fu Kenny. Celebrate me with respect. The unity we protect is above all. And Sam, I be watching over you. Uh -huh. Make sure my kids watch all my interviews. Make sure you live by the dreams we produce. Say less. Keep that genius in your brain on the move. Huh? Until my neighborhood, let the good prevail. Make sure them babies and the leaders out of jail. Look for salvation when troubles get real. Cause you can't help the world until you help yourself. And I can't blame the hood the day that I was killed. You had to see it, with the, the dip, way though. to feel And though my physical won't reap the benefits The energy they carry on admit still I want you uh, I don't know man This, this nigga is different uh, I don't even know if he's a rapper anymore after this <laughs> This is some immortal shit, bro. Kendrick Lamar has once again, and we were trying to figure out what is his next comeback. But this is what I'm learning about Kendrick. Kendrick is an offspring of a different part of the brain in Kanye West. Because mm. this level of I'm not even going to say talent We know he has talent This level of creativity is of a Kanye West This is of that type of realm I think this surpasses Kanye West Possibly surpasses Kanye West What I'm saying is this I think that when it comes to creativity It's no longer about pushing the pen for Kendrick Lamar for Kendrick Lamar right now, it is, and with this last album, because if this is the energy for the last album on Top Dog, this is where Kendrick Lamar ascends into Kendrick Lamar the Messenger. 
there is an overall message in most of his work. Kendrick Lamar has talked highly about elevation. If you watch some of his speeches, his interviews, you know, his love for being, you know, this black vessel that is carrying, you know, a lot of ancestral things for his ancestors through the form and through the, 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 the like the rivers that he has are the lyrics that is helping them get the overall message through him to the other side. So Kendrick Lamar literally is a vessel. We will never have another Kendrick Lamar. So what we need to do is we need to learn from what we're hearing so that when Kendrick Lamar is no longer here, we continuously allow the lyrics and the anecdotes and the messages to help us, you know, continue to press on and move forward. Calling Kendrick Lamar the GOAT is a disservice. (laughs) Kendrick Lamar single-handedly changed the landscape of rap with a clip of a video. Right. Most of us haven't even seen the full video yet. Nah. It's out. But most of us haven't gone back and seen the full video. Because we're so fucking fucked up on a clip. Off the clip. He might start making clips now. Like, I'm not doing full videos. I'm doing the first 16 and then the rest of the song you get on the album. To sit there and say, yo, I'm going to morph into different elements of what I'm talking about in the song, in the versions of people. And controversial people at that. Right, right, right. All controversial people. My God. I don't know what to say. I love you, Drake, but nah. I love you, Cole, but nah. Not even Cole could have done this. That's true. Sean. Oh, man. Nah. It was just something on Big Sean saying that he's one of the underrated rappers of all time. Well, we see why when Kendrick is out. Kanye. Nah. Dare I say Jay-Z? Nah. Oh. This type of creativity oh, no. is is beyond. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, is a different level. This is not a prisoner of the moment type thing. I'm not no. saying that he is more legendary than Jay-Z. Jay-Z is still Jay-Z. I'm not saying that he's better than Drake, Kendrick, or Cole, but we seen them drop already. Right. We seen what they gave us within the last year. Yeah. Drake gave us some of his most mid-work. Right. J. Cole was popping, but that ain't it compared to this. So if we talking about the three goats in the industry, we talking about who's top, who's number one. The man ain't even dropped the album yet, and he got the whole internet talking about, yo. Where the album at? Where the album at? And yo, the game has been missing this. And this ain't the popping rap that's out right now. No, it's not. This is, first of all, Kendrick was not even rapping fast like nah. he normally does. This ain't the, the hot beat that right. is going to make the song right. bounce. Right. This wasn't even gimmick Kendrick when he starts to really change his voice. This was Kendrick in like his first stage. This is like, this is like Kendrick before he gets to Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> so imagine Super Saiyan 3 now. I'm afraid for y'all rappers. <laughs> what I appreciate 
the more and more Kendrick raps, you see how more human this man is. He helps mm. he helps humanize the people that he discussed. You stop looking at what the fuck they did and you actually start to look at them as a human being. We've talked so much about Kanye West in the media. First time in a long time, we kind of see him humanizing these few bars about Kanye West. You know, we're starting to see um, the humanized version of what uh, Justice Smollett was going through, you know. And, of course, Nipsey, for a lot of people, um, his death still one of those what the fuck, like what the fucks. Yeah, what just happened? Right, like what just happened. And then, of, of course, the iconic OJ. I mean, OJ, out of all of them, is probably the most controversial because, shit, we don't know if this man really killed that. A lot of people feel like he did. The moral of the story is this. I'm not black, I'm OJ. Right, he, yeah, he said that one of the most prolific things he ever said in his fucking career. I think what Kendrick is striving to do is, I want you to see beyond what these people did I want you to see beyond who these people were. I just hope that after you see what I did, you see people at the end of the day. If you see people, mission accomplished. If you don't see people, you missed it. Well, someone who dropped in, we don't know if it's a hit or miss. Jack Harlow, let's hit him like this. Uh huh. Got for us, Jack. Sometimes when I sit back and really let it register, I did everything I said I would and said it first. <laughs> I mean, the world's in denial, but they all know what I'm headed for. Period. <sighs> we about to feed these youngins to the metaverse. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I'm over here just trying to pen a verse. Cause I'm done being extra with the extroverts. Mm. The label used to wonder how I'm supposed to stand next to Vert. Probably never thought that I would get these legs to work. I work hard, but hard shit don't need no extra work. That's why I show up in a sweatshirt and let it burn. The world's oh mine, I just say f- Whenever you getting bigger, there's growing pains. I got enough pull to make the city start throwing games. I'm out here making a mockery. I got my realtor out here playing Monopoly. How can I address you when you don't own property? They only finesse you when you don't move properly. Destined for the win, but you don't get a prize out of me. I'm destined for the top, but you can't get a rise out of me. 750 wow. for the round canaries and they glittering. Man, you niggas drop trash, you littering. I'm over delivering. Yo! Yo! Damn. Bro, what the fuck just happened on that record, bro? <laughs> this nigga Drake been, these last two, three features. Him yeah, he's he been, been wilding on the features, bro. What the? F- he's been wilding on the features. First of all, first of all, Jack Harlow sounds like he went to a whole nother place because either he had a conversation before. Well, once I saw the picture circling with him and Drake, I said, not only is there a record coming, there's gonna be some shots on the record. I knew that was coming. I'm trying to figure out though, Jack. Who are you really talking about? You talking about the labels? Cause it sounds like you're coming for the crown. If you're coming for the crown, you need to be more direct. Cause there's a few niggas up there that think they can. I don't know what's happening on on that. <laughs> that beat sound hard though. Fuck. I'm gonna tell y'all this. That nigga Drake went stupid. <laughs> oh my god. As an up and comer, Jack Harlow's doing his job. Oh, he's definitely doing his job, bro. That niggas he just he opened up for Drake on the record. Sophomore <laughs> open up a drink. That's crazy. Sophomore uh project. I think it sounds good. Is it? 
a legendary staple project to me, no. But it's a good second approach. The first one was good as well. I think his attitude is changing. I think his attitude something is changing. About, yeah, something about his attitude is changing. This is not the same Jack when he came out. You could you could tell. I don't follow his career, but I, I, I see certain things now and I'm just like, something happened to him. Like not saying he, you know, something like negative, but whatever conversations he's been having since the rise of his career, other people have stepped in and said, this is actually what you really need to be focused on. And I feel like that's changing now the uh, direction of how he's choosing what to write and what he's doing. That shit about, you know, Uzi Vert, that's interesting because you are no longer, in my opinion, Jack Harlow. Podding right now. You are no longer looking at yourself as a white boy that can rap. Oh, shit. You know, know you know you can rap. The problem is... You now want to be better than the black rappers. There is something that you know that they have that you will never have. The reality is this. One, you were born white. So there's a disconnect for you with hip hop. Because hip hop was not necessarily something that came from white people. Although a lot of your white people control hip hop and a lot of different mediums. But I think it's so deep for you because you might feel like you're in a box. You're over a rapper rapping in this thing and you're actually trying to figure out where you fit in the ring with all these other rappers that so happen to be your peers and your friends. You actually are still rapping to really get the recognition that you feel like you deserve when you know these niggas don't owe you shit. I think the other piece there is there's clear mentorship coming from Drake. There's definitely mentorship uh, happening from people like Drake and whoever else is in the camp. If you if you listen to this project, this is definitely it sounds Drake esque. Really, hundred percent. So, is it safe to say that if shit go the way it might, is this Drake's replacement that we've been talking about for years? Oh nah, he's not. Oh 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 okay okay. No, he's not. See when you emulate. (laughs) When you emulate something that's already out, you you can't be their replacement because Drake, mm. he brought in a new sound. That's true. That's true. So that's you're true. emulating that sound, right? Which I think is his pocket, though. He needs right. to stay there. He needs to not try and change it, right? Um, but he'll never replace Drake. What I think, though, is if he continues on this path, right, the industry is a hundred percent behind him, right? And I feel like to go deeper with it not only is the industry behind him i feel like for the first time in a long time maybe jack harlow might be the only white rapper to be everything eminem wasn't Mm. when it comes to hip-hop that's a fact because eminem was on the the weirder side of things in the beginning right Right. But Jack Harlow is on the swaggier uh-huh. side of it. Uh-huh. And the knock against Eminem for many years. Of Eminem is a goat. We know this. Was. Yo, if you listen to his first couple of projects, they're not 100% it. Like, there's right. a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of different sounds that maybe aren't hitting. It was the time frame for which Eminem dropped. Right. And the way he was able to keep up with DMX 
Jay-Z uh-huh. and all the nah, other goats them, yeah. that made people be like, yo, he's up there with them. He's right. a goat. But Jack Harlow is actually putting out quality projects, and I don't see that stopping and him missing anytime soon. No. So, Jack yeah, Harlow, you might have a point there. Jack Harlow is going to do something to the black audience that Eminem was never able to do. And I feel like Jack Harlow is going to make you be like, I'm Jack Harlow, a hip-hop artist, not I'm Jack Harlow that came out and I happen to be white and I'm a hip-hop artist. Mm -hmm. I don't think Eminem to this day has been able to do that yet. I still feel like people are like, you talking about that white boy? Jack Harlow? You ain't going to be hearing that as much. The problem, I I think the thing that he's able to do that's really well is he's not necessarily trying to stray away from the pact of what he's hearing. He's trying to figure out how to take what he's hearing, not only to make it his own, but he's also saying, yo, like, nah, it's dope. We also going to talk about that, too, but I'm going to talk about it from this perspective as well. Outside of my whiteness. I'm going to just talk about it. I'm not even going to remind y'all that. I'm going to rap so fucking good, y'all going to forget I was even white. Y'all going to be like, oh, that's oh, that's Jack Holler. That's what's going to happen. Well, we ain't going to forget he's white because uh, he definitely slipped up over the weekend and didn't want his shoes to get fucked up. Oh, he did. And ha- had a bunch of black men carry him. <laughs> We're not going to forget his whiteness, some, especially in moments like that. That's some fucking stupid white. That was a bad move, Jack Harlow. I don't I don't know who advised you with that. Maybe uh, you ain't expect cameras to be there. Right. But um next time make sure some white niggas pulling you off that field, off that turf. I get it. <sighs> off that field, yo. <laughs> I get it. You might have black security. Right. I get it. Maybe they volunteered. I don't fucking know. But next time right, yeah. you say clean it up. Nah, can the white folk over there do it? Cause I don't need that photo out. That's a bad look, Jack Harlow. And uh we rooting for you, but uh nah, nah. Another drop that happened. Let's do it like this. Mm. That shit in the headphones? It's happening. It's happening. What the fuck? That shit is like dancing in our head right now. That's a fact. I hope it's dancing for the audience too. This is crazy. And it's all in the things Woo! that you didn't say. Didn't say. LMA. Oh, yeah. Made it so clear to we knew she was cooking. New I'm project. Said it's all Heart on my sleeve. Didn't say. Didn't say. Huh? Too busy hiding anyway. I'm okay. Things you didn't say to me New shades I'm seeing different things to what you say uh-huh. You missed a couple things from the food I want them shits with the dip My though Let's go I just can't this nigga talking about the next So take it, he go your oh, nonsense I'm All that shit you had ain't no need to lie no more LMA dropped a new project hard on my sleeve. It's sounding all right. I got to listen to it again. My first listen to it was pretty cool. It wasn't maybe like Killer Killer, but that song right there, that's that's the one. It got Lotto on it too. Um, I like LMA. I think with her too, 
there's a shift that's been happening. I, I think the label has not been supporting the her as much. The label has not been supporting her as much. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out where I was trying to go with that, but I, I like that. I think, oh, I'm gonna think, I'm, I think I'm gonna just leave it like this. I think uh, the LMA that we're quote unquote used to, that we were presented uh, to, that's not the LMA we're gonna get. I don't think LMA is gonna get to that LMA, but I feel like we gotta also maybe just stop expecting old work from people in new times. Mm. We just kind of gotta let people. Do what they do. I mean, you know, even myself, I look at myself as an artist. Like, one thing that I'm super critical about is making the same poem, but just changing the title. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and it's, but only so many times you could sing the same love song and it's the same love song. You just change the title. And beats change, you know, hooks change. But a lot of us be singing the same song and I just be really wanting to hear or to feel that we are actually pushing ourselves like we got to get to a point as artists y'all where we stop creating what we know is going to make money and we know what's going to you know blow like I know like a lot of us we get to a place where we've you know, created so much great work and we see the money that was given. So then we feel like we need to continuously make, but have you really pushed yourself as an artist? Like, are you really developing a, a frame of mind where you are like literally being as innovative, as creative, as aggressive about pushing the limits of the capabilities of what it is that you're here to convey on a record to us as consumers? Or are you playing it safe writing the same song, changing the title, saying this thing or saying this wild thing like at the end or in the middle or, you know, however you place it, knowing that it's going to capture us and then in, in the end capture our brand. But have you really grown as an artist? Because I can tell you one thing right now, if you want to go to somebody's playbook, Jay-Z did a whole fucking 360 with his whole career with 444, I promise you. If Jay-Z was to put 444 besides all of the other previous Jay-Z records, they would think it's two different people. You want to know why? Because Jay-Z told himself, I'm going to be my most authentic self now. I'm not going to be the Jay-Z that, I'm not going to be Jigga Man Jay-Z. I'm going to be Sean Carter Jay-Z. We have somebody who From just making that. music that was like me writing letters to myself all the time to like, you know, the radio wants to play things right. and you have to deliver right. things this way and you have to For make something that sounds like this that and you way. have to, da -da, and the numbers and the numbers and the numbers and it gets very like, Oh man, why do I even like this? Like, what part of me likes this anymore? Right. What is part Blue of this? Is Blue Water Road not that though, or not as much? Where it's like the checklist. Yeah, I mean, right. even then, the songs that like you know, the song you guys picked up, the mm -hmm. song that people are pushing, is still something that that's I just one make of our more I powerful liked. blacks. Oh, really? okay, it wasn't like good. this is my radio song. This right. is my single. You know right. what I mean? I've definitely like, had. Come. Yeah, you 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 build it, will come. Yeah, I had yeah. those moments. I had those moments where like the label approached me with a song and they're like, record it, and I'm like, okay, but the one I made is really my favorite, and they're like, let's just wow. go for it, and it was like. I'm pushing this song that I hate and I didn't like, never liked it right, in the right, first right, place. Right, and right. now I got to go talk about it like I love it right. and with you guys right. and things like that. And <laughs> I love it. No, I'm like, don't. wow, great song. Love right. it. Good tune, you know, but Taylani this time I love, crazy. I love everything I'm doing. I oh, she went crazy in that interview. That was a perfect segue. She, yeah, basically everything she fucking said. That's how I feel about other artists, my work in particular. That's one reason why. You know, particularly, I think in 2021, no, it was in 2020. I was like, I'm going to start writing poetry about poem issues that I actually do not like. 
because I want to push my pen. So I'm going to write poems that I would never, quote unquote, write. But I'm going to write them. That's how I'm going to get better. Artists, I think. You know. Man, Kaylani went crazy. I got to listen to that full interview. God damn, she went wild. This episode going crazy. <laughs> I, I told y'all, y'all was about to get an episode. You know what I mean? And whenever it's one of our birthdays, it's Oh, it's, yeah, it feel it'd be extra up, bro. It's like, up. <laughs> that level of heightenedy is different. It's on it's on a level of the upper room. Feel me? That's a fact, man. Shout out to Kaylani. I cannot wait because Kaylani has definitely been an artist that has been building like crazy. And to see where she's at now, she's still super young. Kaylani is definitely going to be whatever generation is in tune. That that's y'all Rihanna. Mm. That is y'all Rihanna. Her. I'm not talking about voice. I'm talking about style. I'm talking about like the way that she speaks and the way that she controls her story and don't let nobody fuck with her story. That like bad, sweet, innocent girl type thing going. That's that's Kaylani. Shout out to her. And treated men like human beings. I don't think that we going straight for allow it. men to have a, a amount of human. So shameless podcast. Shout out to y'all. At the end Go of the day, like if, if I had a it. son and there's a girl that's being, I'm gonna tell him, yo, choke the shit out. Hey, yo. Like don't be letting people beat up on you. Like oh. just I understand that you're a man. Yeah, you can restrain. Yeah, you're stronger. Da, 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 but you're also already. a human being. Right. Everybody got to learn to keep their hands to themselves. And as an educator, that's something that I tell girls all the time. We all know that they're stronger. We all know that they're bigger. We all know that they have a different impact. Mm-hmm. Stop putting your hands on people, kids. Stop. I think what I wanted Sheesh. to take from there is. Choke her back. Fuck. I know that was wild. <laughs> oh, I don't got God. no comment on it that. Might get killed on that one. Yeah, I gotta nah, see the nah, comments. Nah, I gotta go talk to her about oh, that. Um, shit. But do you feel like men are treated like human beings in today's society? Um, and I know that that could be controversial because on one hand, as men, we do have certain privileges. Yeah. But I, I me mean, personally, I feel like if you go to social media. The concept and perception of what a man is, is, you know how they used to say in the 50s, it was shut up and cook. Right. I think for a man is shut up and pull out your wallet. Yeah. That's what it kind of feels like for me. Um, it depends on it depends on whose perception we're talking about, mm. because if we're talking about a woman who feels like she's a bad bitch. She might feel like that man has to, quote unquote, meet her where she is. But that's her perception of where she thinks he is. Even when he says this is where he's at, she might feel like, no, you're not. And the man also has to feel like he's confident enough to realize where he's not in society. Mm. He could just be working saving but he knows deep down inside he wants better but but it always just feels like he's working and saving but the better is not there and somebody else may see that and be like nah like you doing everything you need to do boo like you like now you going in like you you Mm. got a job you you know what i mean you you but because of what he feels like he doesn't have yet oh man what he's doing how he's working Day in, day out, it's not enough. The girl or whoever is telling him, no, I see it. They see the light at the end of the tunnel. He actually doesn't see the light. 
but he knows that there's a tunnel there. He's like, I'm 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 in the tunnel. I'm I'm doing I'm in the tunnel. There's so, no Harriet Tubman coming for me. I'm in this shit. So whose fault is that? Is it his fault? Is it him putting that pressure on him or is it society? I feel like it's more of where he sees himself in society mm. than it actually is society mm. at this stage in the game. And, I, and I'm speaking for me too At first I really 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 used to feel like And it's so crazy what I'm about to say I used to feel like damn Society said I have to be this way And I was saying society said that Because of how a woman that I used to be with And be in love with How she made me feel about what she felt like Society was saying about men Oh man this man spit And that was really her perception in, in turn projected on me Of what a man is Of what a man is And for me when I look back Not to discredit her But for me I realized All of that was made up That and, was her And that's not what a man is for you That's not what a man is for me So my whole shit changed After We separate And then I realized I need to figure out where I am in society first before I start believing what society says as a man because I know I'm a man, but I shouldn't leave that up to society, XAB. Mm. That should be left up to Henry Gray. That should be left up to Malekman. That should be left up to Distinguish. Not what this person that I quote-unquote um love and care about yeah i love and i care about them but to the expense of what they believe a man is in society they're not the man i'm the man that so happens to be in society and a lot of a lot of men so are not doing the inner work that out man i was like man a lot of men are not doing the inner work to say to themselves i need to be alone for a while to figure out what a man means to me mm. not what society says a man is not what lovers say a man is but what does a man mean to me? And because they're not doing that, they easily influence one way or the other, or they easily turned into angry, bitter people because I'm not able to fulfill this role of what a man is, and I'm not able to get what I think a man is entitled to. It brings me to this. Do you make space for someone in your life Like is space already made And then like That's what I'm thinking right Like I Guys, operate on the puzzle piece Thought process Which means When somebody asks me What I'm looking for A woman asks me What I'm looking for I'm looking for my puzzle piece I am a Incomplete person mm -hmm. um, And there's supposed to be Somebody who's going to fit I think that's a Toxic way of looking at it Elaborate I think that I think the mindset that we constant that we're that we're constantly taught about being the consummate Adam's rib. Adam was that's a one whole of our person. more powerful. Blacks. I think a lot of times when we when we go into these love situations, a lot of times we look at these things like, "Yo, I need to find the person who's gonna who's gonna complete me." Your cup is supposed to runneth over into hers that's already runneth over as well. Like that, it's you're supposed to pour into each other. You're, you're supposed to be full, and so is she. And that leads you guys to the overflow. Holla I just got to ask one question. Uh, 
Mac Wiles, was your breath stink, man? That's <laughs> me. God just kept thinking about the spit that was probably coming back from the way you was talking. And then every time you open that just bacteria, I, I hope all is well, brother. This nigga. <laughs> because. Wasn't you just in this nigga's video? Bro, he looked like crazy? Darth Vader, bro. Like the fuck? Bro, bro is, you do live up to your last name. That was wild. <laughs> okay. That was wild. Uh, shout out to that man, uh, Mac Wiles. We got a video out now. <laughs> um, but I think that the the point there, yeah, it still stands. A lot of people, I think, have those two juxtaposed ideologies mm-hmm. as to I'm either looking for my puzzle piece that completes me, right, or Nah, I need to be whole and come to the table whole. There isn't someone that's supposed to completely complete me. Right. But I'm supposed to come and find someone that compliments me. I happen to think more so on the latter. I think that in order for you to have a true healthy relationship, both people need to be whole. And what does that even mean? Because at the end of the day, we're always, if we're doing this this right, we're always going to be growing. So what may be whole for you today may not be whole for you tomorrow, but what I think whole really means is understanding yourself on a foundational level, understanding what you like, understanding what you don't like, understanding what you want and understanding what you are attached to. Now, again, sometimes that changes as you grow, as you get more wisdom. Sometimes you're with a person and in that particular stage of life, they are what you want. But maybe you grow a little bit and you realize that you don't want them anymore. That's totally acceptable and okay. But what I mean by it is you have to set a foundation for yourself it can't be one day you go to sleep and this is what you want and then the next day you wake up and it's not what you want Mm -hmm. there has to be a consistency to the idea and the ideologies as to what you find a partner to be and what you want to build upon with somebody else so if you're not coming to the table with that if you're coming to the table unhealed like we spoke about earlier or if you come into the table without a knowledge of who you are as an individual, you come to the table without the knowledge of what you want from a partner. I think that you're doing a disservice to yourself. You're not whole. And then you're looking for that other person to give you the answers to fill that gap. And when you do that, you leave yourself susceptible to either abuse sometimes in the extreme case, or you leave yourself susceptible to be run around in circles and learn a toxic form of love. And I remember I had a conversation um, a while ago with the young lady and it was, it was when you were dating another young lady. They were, okay. they were friends. Okay. And the young lady said to me, I don't think they're going to last because they're both not whole and mm. two unwhole people can't make a whole relationship. Mm. And I remember saying to her like, yo, I mean, I understand what you're saying, um, I don't know if I necessarily agree. I do feel like two people can kind of fill those gaps to some extent. But as I'm older, right, I feel like, of course, there is more merit to the idea of being full and whole and not having to rely on your partner to fill those gaps. Right. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I would say yes and no. Like, I, I personally feel like, I'm the type of person where when I really want to be with somebody or I really want to make it work, even if there's gaps, 
even if there's holes, shit, even if there's voids, I'm letting you know I'm here to help you work on those mm-hmm. things. I'm letting you know that I'm I'm fully aware that they exist. They exist within myself. They exist within you. And fuck it. But they don't have to exist in this relationship. We can kind of work a way. Mm. We can work in a way where we're in a relationship. In theory, we made this fucking thing up. We made up this relationship. So if we made up this relationship, then that means if we're giving energy to the holes, to the voids, to the missing pieces that are not there, we're giving them more energy than we should. We need to be focused on solutions and working through conflicts so that we can be better people for when we feel like those things are there. Yes, we know they're present. We're not trying to, quote, unquote, hide them. And I wouldn't even go as far as saying that we're trying to necessarily fix them. We need to appreciate what they represent so that they don't end up defining this relationship. Mm. That's what we need to be focused on. I was always... And I'm still going to be, even with um, heartbreak, even with feeling like people have abandoned me and betrayed me. And I'm not even just talking about um, relationships with women. I'm talking about even friendships or partnerships with people in business or even, you know, relations that I built with family members. Like I've I've had these feelings with all of these type of uh, type of relationship dynamics. But when it comes to the intimate part with just being and dealing with one person, I do not want to feel like every time we're trying to talk to get past a phase or to get past something that has hindered us or affected us in the past with other people, that that that's always going to be a clear reminder of where and why we can't fucking go to the next limit. Do not bring me back to where you were when so-and-so didn't do what he needed to do. I'm not that nigga. You don't want me to be him. Let me be me, though, for you. Mm. Can I be me for you, though? Can I fully... Submit and give you everything that you know you need Everything that you know I want to give you It's not you forcing me It's me knowing I can give it to you And you allow me to give that to you Because if you're closed off with that You are creating another void That is very unnecessary You will lose out on this You might get stuck and trapped in your own void Have you ever seen Doctor Strange? You may end up in that fucking universe You don't want to be there You don't want to be stuck in that type of metaverse You don't want to be there the multiverse of madness. Yo, we going, can't believe I went there. Jeez, it ain't even me now. I don't know what's going on. Ladies, love is your big word. Mm. You will understand that most men never asked you to nah, love these us. transitions is different. We ask you to respect us. Uh. Because to us, psychologically, when you respect us, we automatically feel loved. Oh, oh wow. We don't, we don't need you to buy us flowers. If you respect us, we feel loved. If you disrespect us, we feel hated. Oh, man. That's not your keyword. Your word is love. And we got to learn how to do that better. But we have to understand that that, that that plane lands on two different runways. Oh, snap. From man to woman. Oh, <laughs> When the master teacher is talking, you listen. Shout out to Les. Ooh, that, that was Les Brown, right? I, I believe so. Okay. I mean, I mean, cause no Keon. Oh, Ke- shout out to shout out to the master teacher Keon. Good lord. Um. Wow. I was going to ask, but I guess I guess it resonates. Do you feel like, as a man in today's society, you? Rather be respected by your partner or when you are respected by your partner. Not rather, it shouldn't be a duality, but 
when you are respected by your partner, that is a form of love. Yes, because when I'm respected by my partner, I do love you better. I, I agree. I do. I do love you better. I feel like my feelings, my thoughts, my mannerisms, my uncertainty is safe in your belief system that how you perceive me is still the person that you actually want to build something with. It's not based off of a perception of how you feel we will be in society. Mm, it's about I, to get nasty. If I showed you this side of me, it's not based on what your coworkers are saying about their significant others and how their relationship influences ours. It's not about what their occupation is and how they wake up to one another. It's about when it's me and you and how we don't allow the distractions, the detriment and the deteriorations of the world affect our worldly view on us. Because if I'm with you, when I go out into the world, I have one goal to do a job because my duty is to come back to you so that we can continue to build. Cause it's bigger than the fucking job. I'm going to say this. The quickest way to get me to leave a situation is to disrespect me. Wow. The quickest way for me to start losing love for you is to disrespect me. Wow. I can deal with mistakes. Mm. I can deal with things that hurt. Mm. Hell, I can, I can deal with a lot of shit that maybe I don't necessarily always want to deal with. Exactly. You can't have no chick fucking another nigga on you. That's crazy. But what I can't deal with is looking my partner in their eyes and realizing there's no respect there. Mm. And you just said some shit and they like, fuck you, nigga. When I'm telling them how something makes me feel and it looks like it means absolutely nothing to them. When I'm I'm expressing myself... They want me to listen when they express themselves, but when I express myself, it's like, nigga, that don't matter. There's no respect here. And I was dating a young lady where I expressed that to her, and I said, yo, you disrespected me. It's not so much about the action, because the action, that's kind of petty, but we could talk through that. But the action also showed me disrespect. Mm. And what I'm not going to do is take disrespect, especially when I'm not disrespecting you. You may not like X, Y, and Z. You may have felt like, yo, I was a little upset because you came to this thing a little late. Or, yo, I was upset because da-da-da-da-da. But that never gives you the right to disrespect me. If I make you upset unintentionally at that, that does not give you the right, the merit, or the go-ahead to then disrespect me. Mm. And then don't try and disrespect me in front of people. Because now that's on another level of me having to question where my respect value even lied in the first place. Mm. Listen, we, we said this, <laughs> we said we was going to pod and we was going to bring the conversation back. We really did say that. To the middle's point, like, like we said in the beginning... The conversation has been open. 
for women to listen to men uh-huh. as well as men need to listen to women. So fact. y'all got to get both sides of the story. Men, I think, feel disrespected often in their relationships. And then that is what not not making an excuse for them, but just making a correlation. A lot of men who feel disrespected end up dis- disrespecting their relationship, not even their partner. They disrespect their relationship on top of disrespecting their partner. I feel like most women hinder their men. When they disrespect them, knowing that if they respected them more, the the actual relationship could elevate. But oh my how, god, <laughs> this nigga he is wilding out. But because of how you talk to your man, because of how you talk at your man and not talk with your man, because how you pray on your man and not pray for your man. Oh my god. This nigga's wallet. Because of how you look at your man and not look with your man, he cannot even see past the disrespect knowing that you already look at him in a very belittled way. I just said if you respected him more, he could elevate. The whole shit could elevate. If a lot of y'all learned how to talk to and not at your man And I'm going to just be honest I know that I'm going to have A hard time struggling with this And I feel like I've been Indirectly struggling with it my whole life Because of all the times I was a kid and I used to I'm not saying some shit I never said on this podcast I used to go by my mom's door Sometimes and just eavesdrop Which I probably should not have been doing At that age but I would listen to how If she's mad at my dad She's telling other women about it, and it used to hurt me. Mm. And as I got older, some of the things that she would say, I've watched out for that keenly with other women. And there have been other women that have also talked about me in that way. They just didn't know that I heard them. So it was almost like my childhood was a living, like, like playing itself out again in my adulthood. And it just made me realize that, my mom, in a lot of ways, was not bringing shit that she was really upset about directly to my pops. And then now, women that I'm dealing with, yes, they're bringing what their frustrations are with me, but it doesn't stop with me. They're going to tell their friends. So now their friends have a perception of me that may not even be entirely true based off of an incident or a situation that now has become bigger. Mm. So now... Going back to perception, now my worldly my worldly view when it comes to those women is that nigga's not a real man. I know who that nigga is. His his girl, my best friend, told me about that nigga when all it probably was was some shit that my girl probably in that particular moment should have kept to herself. But instead, her emotions got the best of her, and now it's escaped outside of the relationship. And now my name in some way, shape, or form is skewed in a way that I might not be able to get back or the way that um, a situation played itself out instead of it being talked amongst each other. That's another problem, too. We we, we really be telling people shit um, about our relationships. That, too, was also hurting our relationships. Like, that shit is hurting. Our, yeah. That ass. Because once your friend gets a perception of who that person is, it's hard to change that. And then that friend now was saying shit or putting shit in that person's head. And now that person, especially the friends that ain't got no fucking man, you should never be taking advice from this fucking girl. 
What are you thinking? She ain't even got nobody. And maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. But at the end of the day, if your perception, if you're giving one-sided, first of all, your friends most likely are always going to take your, shot, your side unless they're a real right. one. Right. They're a real one. They're going to tell you when you bugging and when you're not. But in the midst of that, you're going to be a, you're going to now get a perception where you're giving this person all of the bad and you rarely speak on the, the good when you and this person are on. But you tell you run and tell that when you guys are on the downside of things. So now that friend's perception is just, yo, this nigga is no good for you. Only hear about him when he makes you unhappy. And I feel like that's often. Yo, you need to leave this nigga. Or, yo, that chick, nah, she ain't good for you. Only hear about her when she doing goofy shit. You need to leave her. There's a delicate balance there. But I do think that as a society, as a community, as a partnership, in order for us to do better, we need to make those connections. Right. Let's see what we got here. Just to lighten the mood. Yeah. It's been... Uh, because obviously a lot of people put on a facade or a front like they're from the that's streets. That's so crack. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, shout out to Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> Yo. Bobby Shmurda be wildin'. Bobby be wild. I be thinking I be wildin'. That nigga be really wildin', bro. Let's see. Oh, yeah. I got this right here. On, on to the... This is a little bit lighter too. We've been wilding. Done probably play with Ghost Riders. What was behind that? Well, so for one, everyone knows or kind of thinks this nigga is goofy. Um, I don't care what nobody tell me. Mill, so when Meek said it, I, I truly believed it. Um, but for one, I honestly didn't think that comment would go anywhere. Um, once it did, it was just like, oh crap! Like what? What? What did I do? So here we are now. I'm glad you knew. Do you think it was a little too far bringing in uh, Drake's kid or not? Nah, I mean, it's just trashed up. No, I think it was too far for him to bring in my wife. <laughs> That's trash. It, was, it could have just been His niggas are goofy, bro. That's people, trash. But like, I mean, he kind of crossed the line, but it's all love, man. How, Sway? Said, I mean, I just followed your girl because she's probably miserable and needs some Yo, the interview in was seeking blood right now. Bro. No. How, Sway? You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers, you, right. The way the interviewer is asking, yo, he's looking for the soundbite, bro. And I feel he got some of it. I think, I think the wife is lying, and I might get, I might get killed for that. The wife is lying. I don't give a all fuck. right, well, yeah, right, we on well, the same yeah, page. Fuck it. The wife is lying. You lying? She, uh, yo, she was like, I'm glad somebody said something because this nigga had no bit. But it's Drake. But it's Drake, and personally. She got to make him feel secure in she that got, moment. She got to make him feel secure in that moment because deep down inside. Drake I, do look better. Drake do look better. <laughs> Obviously, Drake has more money. But you know what the problem is? The problem is I felt like his manhood was attacked. And you want to know why the motherfucking manhood was attacked? XAB, his manhood was attacked when Drake said what he said about, yo, may, maybe there's something that's not really happening in the home infrastructure. And I could probably change that. I'm not even talking about fucking her. I'm probably talking about maybe take her out this one date or I do this one thing that maybe she Ben was telling you about and boom, I figure it out. I do it. Now, granted, that is a wild thing to do. That's a wild thing to do. That's going to fuck her everything up. However, bro, you attacking the man's child. Should have left it alone, kid. You why, is that, why is that child 
even in your mouth. I don't care if you said his name or not. Why are you saying, yeah, but your son probably going to be growing up playing with Ghost Rider? What was that? What was the purpose of that? That sounded wild, too, actually. I can go multiple directions. What was the purpose of that? If you want to make a point, if you want to troll a celebrity, I just don't understand the idea of, yeah, I'm going to come at. Maybe he didn't think it was a big enough deal. Maybe he didn't think it was actually like spirited towards his son. But I just feel like you bring in somebody's child, you don't you don't know how they're going to respond. I guarantee you, bro. We know this nigga Drake. And I feel like we we starting to learn how this nigga play chess. Bro, you know the next move after this is all right, cool. Fuck it. Since it wasn't about my son, how about this? Me and your son, we, me, my son and your son, they're they going to have a play date. All the parents going to be there. I guarantee I, after that play date, the wife is going to be sparked on a whole nother level. The, they're they're going to be on the decline of a divorce, and Drake ain't going to have nothing to do with that. I guarantee this nigga, this nigga Drake is thinking about it from one of two ways. It's one, I bad. gave y'all y'all little five minutes of fame, right. so he, I'm not going to do no more. Right, that's it. Or I'm going to make sure she do something. I hope she don't If she was a real one Now that we talking about this Get a light for y'all I know we been a little heavy She's gonna block Drake I was about to say she. The, if she's she was a real Drake, one She would block Drake She would've blocked him already But the reality is She likes this And And they getting attention from it And that's what I think Drake If he's playing three dimensional right, chess yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's like yeah Keep me in the right, space right, right. Like all this attention Right I'ma say something That's gonna make you curious Something's gonna happen bro I'ma make I'ma say something I'ma do something That's gonna make you curious And again We not I mean Coming from the marriage of fish I'm not advocating for cheating What I am saying is this though You can't speak on nobody's house If your house is fucking uh, in, On fire dogs You and if from the looks of it, it looks like it was uh, it was it was being sheltered from you know uh, some some fake ass fanning going on. Nah, y- y'all got some shit that we don't know about yet. Oh, it's gonna come to the light, and when it do, I hope you taking care of that household, I, bro. I pray to God you are the man that she says you are. Talking about he's doing everything right. Okay, that was the interview. We don't know when them cameras turned off. If it was some next, that shit. tells me that there's something fucked up at the house. <laughs> Why are you lying, Craig? Yo, why are you lying, sis? You want to say his why dick was small, lying? didn't you? Yo, that's what yo, you. That's what you want. You want to say he's not a high valued man? <laughs> just say that, sis. Just say that. <laughs> just say it. Just say that, yo. That nigga is a six on average. Tell tell that nigga he's great value. <laughs> he is not a national treasure. That nigga look like off brand Drake. First of all, she honestly, when I saw, her, I said, oh, she's baddie. I would definitely give her an eight. She kind of cute. Now the prob- I don't know about no eight, but she cute. <laughs> now the problem that's gonna happen with this scenario is that first of all, I feel like her inbox is lit right now. Not her inbox even, is on fire. Not even with Drake. Her inbox is lit. They're Num- trying to get interviews from her. Right. N- number two, bro. You as a man, your whole situation is in question. You should have never did should've that. Should have never did that, bro. It's 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 over now. Now it's gonna be real bad. So I hope you know. Because like at the end of the doing. day, son, it's gonna be bad. I would have never said shit. At the end of the day, now you have at all hours of the day the worry of is your wife talking to Drake? And that is exactly <laughs> what the fuck. See, and it, and if we think about three dimensional chess, Drake, that's what his real end game is. 
Your wife is gonna be even when I'm not thinking about her. She could be making go. a burner account, right? Yo, I'm a, I'm a text you from this account. Right. I don't want him to feel like yo. She not if you attached to the biggest star on the planet, yo. you think you just gonna get that up? Seventy nine million fucking followers. It's not a fluke. It's not. It's not. He's not fugazi. This is the nigga that rents fucking baseball arena. Stop playing with that nigga Aubrey. That nigga deadly, bro. And, and he not good for you. And you know you gonna start off with. Well, I'm doing it for the family. Right? Maybe I could get a little money out of Drake. Maybe. Yeah, you might get money, and then you might be getting a divorce. Maybe we could turn this around and make him our friend. Nope. Nope. I know. Nope. <laughs> I know. Nope. <laughs> nope. Listen, I know. I fucking wrote on a page deliberately. I said, and I quote, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. You about to get bodied by a singer, nigga. It's, Damn. Not, it's about to happen. So, more of the story, kids. Don't talk shit about Drake's kids. And y'all niggas better fucking leave Chris Paul mom alone. Oh, they was. Yo, first of all, I felt it for him on multiple levels. I was like, I was ready to risk it all for that nigga. Like, yo. Nah, that's a fact. We gonna find this uh the, 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 this culprit that was not taken out in handcuffs. I didn't see a fine report happen after that. Yo, if I was Chris Paul, I'm throwing the next three games. That niggas is not getting no bouncing a ball out of me, nigga. Nah, I'm trying this. to find this nigga. That's it. it. And he told him, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna see you. Oh, no, I don't no, know no. what that means. I don't. But, know, I don't know what that meant. That that could have went multiple ways. Moral of the story is. Going back to what <laughs> shameless y'all gotta y'all gotta leave people kids alone y'all gotta leave people to stop yo keep your hands to yourself leave people families alone because y'all might get you know something might happen to y'all they famous but they still human oh oh I don't know I don't know how y'all got that mixed up <laughs> boy y'all gotta stop acting like nobody I repeat nobody as much as they might love and respect Jesus we not G- stop playing with me stop playing with me. Stop. Yeah. Play with your dick. Don't play with right. me. Don't play with me. <laughs> play with your vagina. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the shit to the I'm gonna take the shit. Oh, shit nigga, I got your bean pie. Nigga, I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take the shit to the next level. I swear to God, I'm gonna take it to the next level. Like <laughs> I swear. We deal with things on a much This nigga talking about the nation. Much uh oh, smaller I, level. I'm gonna I'm fuck him up. Oh. I got your bean pie, nigga. I got your bean pie. We deal on it on a much lower level, but um, yeah, like I, even when people kind of slide in the comment section or slide into the DM and they got something slick to say, and it's like, yo, don't play with me. You don't know me. That's number one. Yeah, like I, I got to fight so many demons to not do something I don't want to do because you want to come in with a slick comment because you missed the whole message that was, that was part of the post or you don't even, you're not even really... A real person. This is how you get clout, I guess, is by right. jumping in people's DMs, leaving crazy comments, and then hoping that they engage with your page. I don't know. But um, don't play with me. My nigga rap? This nigga just rapped. <laughs> I heard three bars. Um, Fuck. T-Pain opened up a restaurant, and it got me to thinking about artists transitioning out of music and into business. And what what are your thoughts on that? Well, speaking for myself, I mean, I'm an artist who I'm, I'm obviously I haven't transitioned out of music clearly, but, you know, I have other things that are either in motion or things that I want to be in motion that actually have nothing to do with music, poetry, act, nothing. However, I feel like it depends on who's doing it. For example, I was in Atlanta the other day 
And two chains definitely has a um that definitely has a seafood spot. The food is popping, the drinks is popping. Actually, I, I, I the food that was some of the best brunch food I've ever had in my life. I'm not mm. gonna lie to you. I, I'm not even gonna hold you, XAB. If y'all don't, y'all gotta go to Esco. I think it's called Esco Seafood by Two Chains in Atlanta. Yo, affordable, clean. And the food is impeccable. I swear, I swear to God, I'm not. And, and the day I went bottomless mimosas, I was like, nah, this is it's different. But what I will say is this: it depends on who the artist is. I think T Pain is big enough where he could do that. T Pain could do that, and even if it don't work out, he could do that and feel like he learned something from it and just try to move on. Other artists that are not as big, not as established, not as quote unquote um, business savvy, or have the right people around, you're not gonna be able to do that. There, because there's tons of artists that have restaurants. I guarantee they're not doing good though. I guarantee those business ventures that have not panned out properly, those investors have pulled out. They're in a fucking deficit for that. They're in a hole. They're probably spending more money than they need to. And they don't have the right people around them. Niggas probably said it's a great idea to get a restaurant. Do you know what it actually takes to run a restaurant? Not you being a manager, you handling all the other, all the external shit. I mean, that was one of the things that T-Pain said is like, that shit is not a joke. Yo, I'm going into this and I'm, I may not know everything, but I'm going to try something new. And I think that that's dope. I think it's just another version of seeing the progression of hip-hop oh yeah facts as as the elder statesman in hip-hop and i know t-pain isn't that old but he's out of the prime of i think his musical journey i'm not too sure if he's ever going to return to the t-pain of old um or if he ever even wants to or if he needs to but i think this is just another example of a rapper and or singer that was hip-hop influenced uh finding a new avenue to continue to add to the wealth of his or her family um without it being attached to the music industry because we all know that the music industry has a knack for taking advantage of artists so i think it's really dope that he decided to take on this journey. And like you said, 2 Chains got a couple of spots open. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of artists that have side businesses that are making money outside of their fame even, and their music. Even some artists that are not, quote unquote, established um, um, music artists. You know, uh, Maja Hype has a fucking restaurant that's doing well in fucking Brooklyn. I forgot mm. the name of it. It's doing exceptionally well. There's a lot of people, you know... E- T.I. has a fucking construction business that is doing exceptionally well in the South. So people have, you know, uh, and T.I. also does construction himself. The moral of the story is this. I'm never here to knock nobody fucking diversifying what it is that they're trying to do. Not only to get more money, but to also just be in a different field and, and diversify their portfolio as a human being. I think that's important. That you do that, not just diversifying your mutual funds and diversifying where you put your money, whether it's in crypto or, you know, this stock or that stock. Also, as a human being, I feel like it's so important to be well-rounded. You want to be able to be well-rounded so that you can actually cater to to, to other different type of norms or whole different type of conversations. Because have you ever been in a room, y'all? Just think about this. Have you ever been in a room where you felt like you was the only person in the room, but you had nothing to contribute to that uh, conversation? But if you would have been able to equip yourself with some of the things that probably could have helped you uh, assist yourself while being in that room. You know, we talk about, you know, 
uh, being at the table or we talk about, you know, making sure that, you know, we break down this barrier. But, yeah, you can break down the barrier and you can get to that table and have a seat. That doesn't mean you have anything to contribute to that barrier or to that table that you're sitting at. You need to make sure that you're equipped and that you actually have something to bring to that other than you being black, you being a black woman, you being a black man, you having a great idea. What else can you contribute that's going to help elevate and rise the consciousness of said situation, of the conversation? What else? Is there more? Before we head into politics, I have a question. Yes, sir. And I feel like I just want us to. Politics is crazy this week. God damn. To put it out there. Um, do you care about the female orgasm? I'm not going to hold you. This might get crazy. I really thought about this. I only care about the female orgasm if I care about the woman that I'm fucking. Mm. If I've always wanted to just fuck you to fuck you, I just might care about how it feels fucking you, not necessarily cares about, not necessarily caring about how you feel about achieving your climax or getting your orgasm. Mm. However, I feel like if there's a level of care, a level of respect as well, because I could be fucking you, but I'm probably not respecting you enough to help you get to your level. And I feel like I'm a, I'm a pleaser at the end of the day. But when I really thought about this question, I had to think about my sexual decisions in the bedroom differently. Mm. Like, is this how I put myself in this frame of mind when I'm fucking so-and-so versus how I'm about to finally fuck so-and-so. Mm. So like, I like had to put myself in that predicament and I feel like the conclusion I came to today was I only care about the woman's orgasm. It has to be almost on the same playing field, if not above me caring about her, like really caring about her. If I care about her like a lot, or if I'm with her, I do care if she gets an orgasm. However, if it was just somebody that, like, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, like, there's a lot of women. I'm like, damn, like, I wish she wasn't so fucking toxic. I want to fuck the shit out of her. I don't give a fuck if I end up getting a chance to fuck her. I'm probably not concerned about her getting an orgasm, though. I tell you that. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> now, that's going to make me a little toxic, but fuck it. <laughs> that's nah, what I'm real with. shit. And I, I mean, <laughs> I think that's what the people come here for is real shit. Um, I feel like... My mindset and my game plan is always, I always fuck people with the idea of, there's two things. My goal is always to try and be in the top five. Top I always want to be five, in the top, top five. five. Um, Not the top three? I mean, top five, top three, but realistically, depending on how many sexual partners people have, I feel like yo top five is is a good place top, to yeah, start. Top five is okay. Um, now if I'm now if I'm with you, I'm definitely trying to be in top three. Like if 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 I'm taking you super serious, I want to be in the top three. I, I'm a little toxic. If I'm in the top three, I need you to call me your ex nigga name. I don't even know what the fuck that right. means, but <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> don't call, know. Call me that nigga name when I'm fucking you. All right, so I don't know what that means, <laughs> call but me. um, like my mindset is always to be in the top five. And then my mindset is always, I know that you're going to run to your group chat. 
Yo, I don't know why all of a sudden, bro. I'm like, so what y'all talked about in the group chat? I, I became that nigga now. But that's my mindset. Now I'll be the first to tell you because I don't want no nobody listening to this shit and trying to slander my name. I may not have always reached the top of that mountain. Oh, shit. It may not have always happened. But that is the mindset in most occasions. Now, I've dealt with women who didn't even know how to have an orgasm before. Oh, wow. Okay. So when I say I haven't reached the top of that mountain, if you don't know yourself, I can't help you. I feel like <laughs> I feel like one time I was eating a girl out and because like she really fucked with chicks, she was really lesbian. She just wanted me to fuck her. She was like, you're not eating a pussy right. That was years ago. That's when I realized I got to start watching porn better and stop watching porn just to jerk. I got to watch porn for the art. Like, mm. like, like, what the fuck are these? Because I don't like the porn that the girl is just um, getting her vagina ate. And then I be looking at niggas critiquing them like, you're not even eating it the way I would eat it. But then I'm looking at how they're eating it. And I'm like, oh, these niggas is really taking their time. Like, I just used to be rushing in it because I'm just like a horny ass dog. And then over time, I'm like, I kind of got it. Like, I kind of developed, like, I kind of developed that porn star's mentality to how I approach eating a vagina. So now I'm definitely like, you know, top five, probably like top two, stop a heartbeat nigga when I'm eating a vagina. You know what I mean? Oh, nah, yeah. I yeah. would say that. 40 minutes, I'm in that shit. I would say that. No bricks. Most women that I've ever dealt with say that eating a box is, is up there. Yeah. Definitely Can in the up. top percentile. Can we get the hand clap for that, please? Oh, oh yeah. of course, yeah, yeah, of course. We can get that. So, oh. Yeah, so sh- shout out to the ladies who definitely got us in the top five, the top three. Mm-hmm. I would say, though, um, we love you. I've had maybe one or two. I had one one partner when she was mad at me. She said this, um, that I was selfish. Okay. But I don't know how much stock I could put in that because women say a lot of things when they're angry, especially now, about like sexual prowls. They always try to come at your sexual abilities I mean, when they mad at you. I mean, it's I mean, shit. Even when they not, you know, I had a woman that I enjoyed having sex with and she was like, even niggas that had digger, big, uh, bigger dicks than you, you know, didn't fuck me. Like, you know, I was like, well, that's great to know. <laughs> right. Like, how's that supposed to make me feel? Yeah. I've, you want to call Tyrone? The fuck yeah. you? God. So, but I would say... Just to get back on track, I think right. the female orgasm is super important to me because of those two things. Like, I always think about it from the lens of I don't want to be the nigga that she's talking about. Eh, that nigga, is, uh, he's trash or whatever. I always want to be in the top percentile. So that's always um, a part of it. And I know before any of these women try to kill us, I also think about it from the lens of, of course, I want to pleasure the person that I'm dealing with. Now, you had mentioned it in terms of like a person that you're taking seriously um, and that throws a different wrench in the question because I'm trying to think now if it's always that mindset, I feel like, yeah, unless I'm tired. Oh, that's shit. kind of when I think I'm more so on the, on the side of like, all right, we're not doing this all night. Like, <laughs> like you right. better figure it out. So like, I'm not fucking you for 45 minutes or whatever the case is. Um, and you not climaxing. You got to figure it out. Let's make it work. The, let's make it go, work. Let's yeah. go to the next level, though. I remember one time I was having a face-to-face conversation with one of my exes. And I told her straight up, you know, there, there were some times that I was mad at you. And I was just fucking the shit out of you just to get my nut. 
She was like, yeah, vice versa. Sometime I used to suck your dick and I used to bite on it OD because I was taking my aggression out on you. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Ew. Like we, like we, and, and this is after we had broken up. We was just talking, this was like the aftermath. And I was like, oh, niggas there was having toxic sex, but was like not, not speaking on it. And then I was just like, how did that make you feel? And she was like, no way, as long as I got my nut type shit. Do you was, like toxic sex? I'm start. I'm starting to realize I like toxic sex and the way that I categorize toxic sex is I know that if I'm upset with you and I know that if you're upset with me, the level of intimacy that we're going to have could probably never be achieved if me and you was having a great day. And mm. that's sad to say. Um, but in my case, it's been the truth. However, I'm trying to get to a place where if I'm upset with you and you're upset with me, I don't want to have fucking um, like fucking sex to get it out. Like I want to be able to make love to you and like apologize and how I'm taking my time with you. I um, get completely turned off when um, when I'm having a, a situation with somebody. Oh, so I don't even know if I've experienced toxic sex or nothing like that. Like nah, angry I've, sex. Nah, I've definitely experienced that because. Shit, I'm just about to get crazy. You said politics next, right? <laughs> uh, that shit might have to wait a little bit. Um, <laughs> there's been times if I'm giving the shorty a back shot, it's about to get crazy. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. I'll be giving the shorty back shots, and in my brain, and I quote, I'll be like, "You fucking bitch!" You <laughs> like, I'll be, I'll be, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest Like I'll be like Giving back shots Like In my brain Like in my brain Is saying You fucking bitch Like you got me tight And I'm giving you back shots And you like more And it's just like If I give you any more I'm gonna put you to sleep For three days I'm really wilding On this shit right now Or like If I'm like In the missionary position I will put myself Through extra pain Knowing that I'm about to pass out just to give you enough dick where the next time we talk in my brain, I'm talking to you like some other bitch. <laughs> Even if like you, my girl, like I'm talking to you like some next nigga, like, cause that's how tight you got me. Like I try not to get there, but when I'm there, I just be like, especially, oh boy, this about to be the worst one. Especially when you did all that fucking talking with that mouth. And I'm taking mad long to come. And you're like, oh, I'm tired. No, keep sucking my dick. Mm-hmm. You got me tight, though. Like, all of that shit all day in my head. Nah, you go, nah. I didn't come yet. But I don't care. That's toxic. I don't care. I ain't come yet. It be wild sometimes. Some real shit. <laughs> it be wild, bro. I hope you never experienced that. It sounds like you you a little traumatized now. Oh nah. I mean, okay. I just it just it <laughs> I'm I'm turned off when Right now I hear you. I'm turned off when when I get mad. So it's just kinda like I'm cool off now, of so, that. Sometimes you gotta fuck that shit out, man. You know what I mean? And I, I think <laughs> girls sometimes they'll try and they'll try and get you. I'll never forget I was on vacation with a shorty once and I feel like that was her end goal. Right. Was to try and see if we could have like that type of exchange. Right. Because that's what she was used to. Whereas like, yo, angry sex, 
mad sex, all of that. And for me, listen, this beyond it just being the Me Too era, it is the Me Too era. Right. I'm not trying to be in no situation where I misread something mm. and think, oh, she wants toxic sex, so let me fit the role. You know what I'm saying? And then it's a situation. So right. I'm like beyond that i just i'm i'm not even interested right that shit don't do nothing for me uh i don't want to stick nothing in you if i'm upset with you but it's different though i guess if you annoy me Mm. like if you're annoying me but you don't really know that you're annoying me you're just doing dumb shit then yeah i might i might be like oh no i'm gonna extra fuck the shit out of you right right now because uh you need to you need to realize what it is. But sometimes that backfires because <laughs> they're annoying you. So they might continue to think that the behavior that they're doing is something you like and then they want to continue it. It's just a weird mix of shit. So I stay away from that toxic shit as much nah, as possible, nah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, but you a wild nigga. Yeah. So. Y'all know what time it is. Well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. Politics, politics, politics. Politics, um, politics, clan shooters. Let's start with something a little light um, okay. before it get crazy. Um, uh, I just want to... Uh, take the opportunity to celebrate and congratulate my friend, my colleague, my partner in truth, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the next White House press secretary. And I just can't wait to see her shine uh, at the podium. So um, congratulations. And I can't wait to see you bring your own style and brilliance to this job. Shout out to the first black and openly out LGBTQ um White House press secretary, and that is Corrine Jean Pierre. Um, shout out to that young woman. She is going to be taking over at the White House, taking all of the press's questions, uh, giving the most up to date answers. And it's kind of wild that this is the first time in 2022 that a black woman has taken that role and position, but. Definitely, she got to get the round of applause for sure. Round of applause. Yeah, man. And as we celebrate this woman, women are being uh, put under attack once again. By old white men. By old white men. That's how I, it's the only way to see it. Ain't no black man ever came for this shit. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. We got uh, a few. Clarence Thomas. Oh, fuck. On the Supreme oh, Court. That nigga, man. He... Yo, Clarence, honestly, bro, black man to black man, bro, time's up. You give your seat up. Yeah, you got to go. If that You're means, doing a lot of dumb fuck shit. And if that means die, may God be with you when you die. Upper room. <laughs> Literally, bro, bro. Upper room, man. It's time, bro. Let another person take over. You fu- you fucking up right now. Eh? And, and and your health isn't good. You've been in the hospital. Uh, I feel like last year something happened. Bro, stop. I'm going to say... A lot of y'all entered politics in 2016 when Trump was really running a rampage through. And a lot of y'all sat here and said, well, at least Trump real. 
I like I like I like the realness from Trump. At least I know what I'm dealing with. A lot of y'all said, "Is Trump really that bad, though?" You know, I think Trump really for the black people. That's what a lot of y'all said. Y'all sounded just like that too. Um, and there were people warning y'all. Trump has an agenda. Trump has an agenda that is going to affect you even when Trump is not in office. Roe versus Wade being something that was going to be overturned was one of those things. Insane. Insane. People were trying to warn y'all about it. It wasn't no boogeyman. I know that we got a lot of internet boogeymen that we like to chase. We like to chase the conspiracy theories. Right. This was no conspiracy theory. This was on paper. This was clear as day. There was an agenda to overturn Roe versus Wade from the moment Trump stepped into office. Mm. And y'all were warned that in spite of whatever y'all may think about Hillary Clinton, Democrats, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, whoever else was running around, this man was dangerous to the way of life that you are used to. Amen. And a lot of y'all said, but we missed the stimulus checks. I hope that shit never come back. That stifled a lot of y'all niggas. So here it is. Okay. Here here we are. Where if y'all think it's going to end with Roe versus Wade, y'all got another thing coming. Only a beginner. LGBTQ people, I'm praying for y'all. Because y'all next. I know they already got the don't say gay bill. We haven't covered any of that. Right. Because as two straight men, I feel like we either need to do that with someone of the community or we need to leave it alone. But unfortunately, with this happening, we know what's next. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely know what's next. It's coming down the pipeline. We know what's next. And this ain't about advocating for one way of life or not. Whether you are pro-life or pro-choice, or pro-choice, y'all have to understand that somebody telling somebody else what to do with their body, somebody telling somebody else, I know better about your circumstance than you. So some of y'all, again, y'all went down the rabbit hole, and maybe it wasn't even a rabbit hole. Some of y'all learned for the first time the person who started Planned Parenthood. Right. And for the first time, it made y'all question, oh, well, if she's behind it, then this must be attack on the black family. So all these Planned Parenthoods, instead of there being orphanages, that's an attack on the black family. A lot. First of all, a, 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 a lot of people honestly knew who started Planned Parenthood, but they but they didn't want to accept it. It's only until you feel like shit is being shit is about to really be affected. Now, now you care. Yo, that's bullshit to me. That, that that's trash. That's trash. And the problem with always it, kid. The problem with it is, in spite of may who, in spite of who may have started it or not, the idea of teaching sex education and contraception contraceptives. Mm-hmm. It's still something that's helpful to the community in Amen. some way, shape, or form. Amen. It may not 
always be the case. But a lot of y'all went down the rabbit hole and said, nah, they, they're teaching that in our communities because they want to stop us from having kids. Okay, I'm not going to take away your theories. Everybody got a theory. That is a theory. Right. What I will say is this is a fact. Who is affected by the inability to have an abortion if they live in certain states because that state is deemed that it is illegal or that state has deemed that you will go to jail for it or that state has deemed that you will be fined for it? Black and brown, poor, uneducated people. $50,000, that shit is a hefty ass fine. Most women that are taking care of children is not even making uh, close to $50,000 a year. $50,000 is the fine if caught? Y'all motherfuckers done lost your goddamn mind. I saw that shit. I was like, oh, yeah, y'all niggas are smoking some shit that I ain't never seen on the market. Right. <laughs> when it comes to... Roe versus Wade being overturned. The ones that are most affected are the ones that are always most affected. And that is the disenfranchised, the poor, the uneducated. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the ones that's living in the most impoverished communities in fucking America. That is also the black and brown. Correct. Now, some of y'all are saying, well, you know, if there's a conspiracy that Planned Parenthood is to stop us from procreating, how could this be bad? So allow me to explain it for you. As we have children that are unplanned, many of us find ourselves in financial hardship. Mm-hmm. Trying to plan a parenthood. Guess who's there for your financial hardships? The government. Right there waiting for you like, oh, oh. so you need us now? Uh, come through. So now you get connected to the government. Oh, you need that SNAP? Mm-hmm. You need that WIC? Oh, you need temporary housing? Come on. Now. Yo, come come through. Wait, you say you make how much a year? Don't, don't even work. You tripping off that? Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, come through, come through. There's some money. So now you're attached to... The government, right? Mm-hmm. You see these niggas is changing laws. Here we go. There was a time not too long ago. Uh-oh. Where Uncle Sam said, you fucking with me now, and I'm fucking you. So ain't no other man going to be in this house. So if you want to get this government cheese, if you want to continue to get this good dick, Cause I'm fucking you raw You ain't let no other nigga in my crib This my crib That's a fact It can only be you and the baby And I'm gonna take care of you But he can't be here But he can't be in here Definitely can't be in here If he in here Shit you telling me you don't need me as much as I thought you needed me You need me though right Alright so fuck him Right And fuck me Continue to let me fuck you Right And that's what it is So What are we looking at here Unplanned Pregnancies uh-huh. leading to you to need government assistance, uh-huh. leading you to put on the shackles and chains again to what Uncle Sam tells you you're allowed to do while you were under these systems. Now, this is my question now. Now that we are down this rabbit hole, because 
Should Alice done found herself in this shit <laughs> quite too many goddamn fucking times. If you, in particular, woman of color who's listening to this right now, woman who's in a, you know, uh, precarious predicament in life, you know, where you find that you've fallen on hard times. Are you upset that things may be changing because you fell on hard times at a point in your life that you felt like you would have been able to um, get out of your situation? Or are you upset because you are not in a position to actually not depend on the government and to just be able to be independent? Who, who, who are you really upset about? Because if, you know, I know shit happens, but let's say the pregnancy was actually planned. and It was planned in a way that you didn't need all the additional help that the government, quote unquote, is going to give you for free anyway. Knowing that this particular freedom, quote unquote, this actually comes with a price. Now, you may not necessarily be paying for it, but you're reaping all its benefits. You have to really be honest with yourself. Was it harder being a single parent trying to figure it out? Or was it harder knowing that you had to be a single parent, depend on the government, and then say to yourself, like instilling yourself, I don't need a nigga for shit. I mean, technically, the nigga don't got to be a physical thing. I mean, it's not like the government is a person. It's a body of, of, of people running a, a, a system of functions. But you are still dependent on something that if that shit decides to switch upon you, technically speaking, you are also a part of the problem and why it's switching up on you. Because if you weren't in this predicament, you wouldn't even need the fucking government. But that's the plan. That's oh shit. Oh, those. That's shit. what they're doing. They this nigga said that, but that's the plan. That is what. That's what they're doing. Is they I'm trying to tell y'all something? They're preying on the the disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah. They're preying on, the on our black women. Man. Although black women aren't the only ones getting abortions, no, no or no. anything like that. No, no. But they're preying on them, uh-huh. hoping that as because the ones that end up. In these unplanned pregnancies, most often, right. again, are the uneducated, right. uh, the poor. Right. And that just so happens to be, in in a lot of cases, black and brown individuals. Right, right, right. They come from these, you know, circumstances. They come from these neighborhoods. And so if you now don't even have the option to say, maybe this isn't my time to have a child. I know people are going to say, well, there are adoption agencies. If you want to know why there aren't many adoption agencies in the hood, I'm going to tell you what to do with that. And it's the same thing that I'm going to tell you to do with everything else. Follow the money. I was just about to say that 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 whole thing is definitely about the bread. Follow the money. That's definitely about the money. Stop playing. Ask yourself why you see a lot of rich celebrities adopting kids, but you don't see a lot of Samantha's in the hood adopting kids. You might see some foster care go down. Yeah, yeah, which is totally different. But you're not seeing adoption happen. Now you're not seeing that. But you see adoption in a rich neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Follow oh, the money. Right. Foster care, you know, I have a neighbor that lives next door to me. She's been uh she's been a foster parent for years, you know. 
few years, she might be, you know, taking care of kids for like five, six years. And at a certain point, at a certain age, that's it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes there's adoption after it. Right. Very so, rarely. Very rare. Because in her case, I and I can speak for my neighbor, no adoption has occurred after that. None. Follow the money. That's that's what I got to say. Okay. You're not going to see a lot of that happen in the hood. Nope. One, because it's a financial burden oh. for someone who might already be under financial pressure. Trust. And two, that's not really that what they that. design it for. Right. That ain't. Designed for rich, rich, rich white folks, really. Amen. So, obviously, our black women are under attack. Women in general are under attack. Amen. This is disgusting. Um, we are moving backwards. Um, and I know that a lot of women have said, if you as men don't speak up about this problem, you're a part of the problem. Uh uh-huh. I damn sure don't want to be part of this problem. I so. definitely with this particular problem. I always told myself, if I'm in a situation, and I think about it more as I get older. If I'm in a situation, I get a woman pregnant. Immediately, I'm going to go into parenting mode, obviously. I'm going to go into what do I now need to do to provide for our family? It's not about me and her anymore. It's about me, her, and child. Mm -hmm. At the same time, XAB, I'm also not thinking about how can the government help us? Mm. That's not something that ever crosses my mind because... The government is not the reason why she's pregnant. I'm the reason why she's pregnant. She's the reason why she's carrying. And we're going to be the reason why this uh, this pregnancy sees full term. At the same time, the child did not ask to be here. Right. So I think about all these things as I really think about, yes, these are the decisions from the actions that happen when we choose not to wear protection, when we choose not to use it. However, this does not have to continue to be a decline, a transgression of what has already been happening and continues to happen in the hood. A lot of people and a lot of decisions that these people make could have really been altered and stirred in different directions had they had better guidance, had we had more resources in the neighborhoods, and had we had more people that were probably more successful that were coming from these neighborhoods doing things that were probably mentors or coming back to give back. But in a lot of times, in a lot of instances, we don't have that. So for this particular situation, I think it's reached a point where unless we start to take accountability for the recklessness of what we've allowed sex to become and the actions of those results running rampant in our neighborhoods, we have to take just as much accountability for that as we do receiving and, and, and getting the funding from the government. Everything can't be blamed on the government. You can't blame everything on IRS, y'all. You can't blame everything on why the fuck you got four, six, five, six, ten mouths to feed. That ain't the government, bro. That's you for sticking your mouth four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. That's you. I think beyond that, though, uh, the government should not have the right to tell people 
what they can and cannot do with their bodies. I think I, I definitely I definitely agree with that. But I feel like just to counteract that a little, I feel like the reason why we're even having that type of conversation about control is because they're trying to regulate. I I think I, I think I think they're trying to control you have um quote unquote X amount of kids or you could have X amount of kids. However, we're trying to look at the or we're seeing like a trend that is happening in a few years that we're not trying to be like this other country over here when it comes to that. So we if it was that, though, then yeah. it would be more contraceptives that mm. they put fighting for. This is attached to Christian ideology okay. that not everybody subscribes to. Right. Whether you're Christian or not. I think pushing that ideology of. And we and we can have the conversation, right? Like right. I think, on a philosophical level, mm-hmm. the idea of when life begins versus when it ends is something that has been debated since the beginning of human capabilities of knowledge and understanding. So I think on a philosophical level, the idea of abortion and the morality of it or the lack thereof can be spoken about. But when it comes to the decision-making that personal people need to... That's already a hard decision. Right. So now you're telling me that I have to go out of state in some instances Uh to then go and have a procedure Uh that I may already feel alone about when now I might have to fly out because we don't even have enough money for it. I'm flying alone. I ain't got no family coming with me. To make the same decision that I would have had to make regardless if that is my decision, right? I think that that is where we can always talk about what leads up to said moment. And sometimes it's reckless sex and other times it's rape. And so when we put the whole picture into perspective, I think it's very hard to sit here and let the government have a say in that decision. Now, granted... We live in a society where we allow governments to dictate rules and we allow Supreme Courts to validate said rules one way or another. Mm -hmm. And we allow Congress to come up with bills and send it to the president's desk so that they can sign it. So, yes, as we live under this structure, we have to deal with what that means in terms of being a citizen to a particular country that follows certain rules. But. We also have to recognize what that is doing, who it's targeted against, and what's happening. Regulation, you may, like, people may feel like regulation is happening because you see it in China to some extent. But mm-hmm. that would be what China's doing. China literally tells their citizens, you can't have more than X, Y, Z amount of kids. Right. What these niggas is doing is saying, no, you have to have the kid. Yeah. Regardless of the circumstance. Yeah. Oh, you're... you're your uncle raped you? Sorry. It was a blessing, baby. Wild. That's what they're telling women. That, that was your blessing. Wild. Oh, you, you woke up one day, you were drugged, and you woke up and you realized he was pregnant? The Lord did that for you. Okay. Nah. Nah, it's disgusting. 
this is just another for me this is another version of some shit that only men can come up with that we can do that because we're men right you got niggas complaining yo i'm never going to take the birth control pill that's for men but it has been okay with each one of their partners taking birth control that they know is fucking up their regulatory systems all all day. They don't care about that. But wow. nah, I'm not going to take that. You got the same niggas talking about, yo, I'm not taking birth control. I, I'll I get to choose to do that. Oh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not getting my fucking nuts snipped. Right. But you okay with someone telling someone if they can have a child or not? I don't know. I, I I can't I can't I can't subscribe to it in any way shape or form. I think that is sick. I don't I don't want to give nobody no type of cover under this. I don't want nobody to misconstrue anything. I just feel like this shit is absolutely disgusting. People need to be able to choose what they want to do when it comes to family planning. That's a fact. Like at the end of the day, I feel like that is a number one thing. Um Elon Musk thinks that the Russian government is trying to kill him. Don't know much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about. But uh, listen, man. Um, I feel like when you're that rich, and when you're that close, if you don't start thinking like that, you're not normal. Uh, shit, I. This might be something that mad billionaires go through. Yeah, they because I mean, they think about it. Elon Musk has a fleet of people that answer to him. Who does Elon Musk really answer to? That's a fact. You're talking some next shit. Right. Who do these people in a position that when it comes to money, he can stop creating shit right now. And it affect the world economy. It will literally affect the world economy economy no one man should have all that power but think about this now I feel like if I'm Elon Musk I'm gonna say some shit like that even if I don't believe that but because I'm Elon Musk I just made you believe some shit I don't even believe that's a different level of power. There's gonna we be, spoke about that last week. Right. There's going to be some people now that believe him. And I do not know if him saying that affected is the reason why crypto was affected uh, drastically today. Crypto, uh, from what I was told, uh, has fell tremendously. And it hasn't fallen like that in a long time. Now, this is not to say we shouldn't take threats seriously or you know, the way people feel about their life being in danger. But, you know, I think it was Biggie Smalls that said something along the lines of, you know, you're nobody until somebody shoots you. Mm. And I'm not saying Elon Musk has somebody that is looking to get him. But then again, who wouldn't? You're the richest man to ever live on the planet in this day and at this day and age. Who wouldn't be trying to kill you? And They'd have to really be very sophisticated in trying to kill. They can't just kill because he, he does not seem like a person that's easily accessible to get to. So and also. Hypothetically speaking, 
even if Russia is trying to kill you, are they trying to kill you per se or your fucking ideas? Who are they trying to kill? Mm. Because Elon, you may be too smart for your ideas, but your ideas will outlive you no matter how smart you are. And that is my tough knot. Damn. Snap them. Yes. I'm going to say. <laughs> so there was a post that I put on my story and it resonated with a lot of people. So I'm going to read it for my um, what would that say? And that is trauma in a person decontextualized over time looks like personality. Trauma in a family decontextualized over time looks like family traits. Trauma in a people decontextualized over time looks like culture. Change the culture. Another episode of that has a bow ties. Peace.